0: Welcome to the Morning Skate, episode 278. Joined by your host, Ked, my co-host, Brownie. And, Brownie, do you hear that music?
1: I do. I hear the entrance music.
0: I think Hal's here. Hal, what's been going on, bud?
2: Not much, boys. It's good to be back. I kind of feel like uh, that kid that graduates high school, and then he's, like, not even doing anything sick. He's in, like, community college, and he pulls
0: up in front of the seniors at the school and starts talking about his memories.
2: You know what I mean?
0: And talk about my 18 and 19 year old years of my life. Is that what you're doing, or <laughs>
2: just a lot of the, yeah, just a lot of nostalgia? you like Ted,
0: 10, ten years ago. Yeah.
1: So what you're saying is, no matter how old you get, me and Ked stay the same age. All right, all right, all right, right
0: like right, that. Right, right. Party at <laughs>
1: <basically. laughs> Got to be there. We're gonna get wasted.
0: All right. So how's here, brownies <laughs> here. We have a big uh, podcast to talk about the NHL trade deadline. Came, it went, and boy, did it come hard. Hey,
1: um, but Brownie, how you doing, buddy? How are you doing? How's your week? Uh good, good. We uh we have uh we have first before we forget, we finally got around to figuring out this whole puck cups thing. Puck and cups. what they decided to do was due to overwhelming demand, they decided to draw three people's names. Um and we're gonna announce them and they're gonna be getting in touch to send them puck cups. Uh oh, look at that. The first one is at Chine underscore Fina Fina, Fina the other one is at N Carpenito and then the last one is at Gabby underscore underscore Gibson so congratulations on winning Puck Cups, thank you to Puck Cups for for doing this giveaway and uh enjoy a frosty beverage of your choice out of your new Puck Cup when it arrives we but,
0: like uh, frosty bags. frosty bags uh, where that's at.
1: other than that uh the biggest thing that happened to me was Inadvertently, inadvertently, uh, this afternoon, I d- conducted a Northeastern interview. It's no spoilers, right? Because we want to get the things in. But the player had to do it at noon today. So I was home on a, weirdly on a, at noontime. And my neighbor texted me and was like, hey, Brownie, by any chance are you home? And I'm like, yeah, what's up, bud? His uh, father-in-law had fallen and needed, couldn't, I mean, literally fell and couldn't get up. So, you had to leave the
0: guy there until you were done with the interview? Or yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> Luckily, he called me earlier and I went and uh, had to call 911 and everything. And I told the player when she got on, I'm like, the butterfly effect. You may have saved someone's life today by coming on the podcast. Wow,
0: dude. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I wouldn't even have thought about that. Yeah. Great
0: movie, by the way. One that I recommended to you. That you Very, <laughs> very good. Good Here. Um, yeah. Uh, before we kind of get started, I just want everybody to know. Uh, for the next hour and a half of your time, you're probably going to hear me get ganged up on by a couple of fucking assholes. Uh, It's going to, it's going to be relentless. I know I have it coming to me, uh, but I'm going to power through. I'm going to do it for the listeners that have listened to us throughout all these years. So, um, and I have a pretty funny story when we get to my zeros of the week, um, George Paris, if you're listening, I'm still waiting for a call back. Oh, my God. Well, I we'll, forgot about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into
1: that. But why don't we just kind of hop right into it? I have two have messages a message. for Hal, though, before we go. What did you say? I have two messages for Hal. First one's from our Dallas writer, Fink. High energy Hal is back, baby, was his his message.
2: Can I ask a question on that? Yeah. Am, I, am I actually high energy? Or no, high no,
1: energy? no. No. You're not, no, you're not high energy. Not at all. No.
0: Yeah, like really? people well, – yeah, dude, you're not Who's the wrestler that used to run down to the ring with like all like the uh face paint? The, you're not the Ultimate, ultimate warrior. warrior. Yeah, you're
1: not. Yeah, the no. Ultimate Warrior was fueled by cocaine, I believe.
0: Yeah.
2: I know like me as a human is low energy, but I always thought like Ted always made me feel
0: like I was going cross-eyed and
2: I wanted to like throw something. But I guess that just never came across.
0: No, I and I also think that he he says that because when if you watch this on YouTube, like you see how Brownie and I are kind of like back a little bit and like you're always you're always right there.
2: And I yeah, think- I
0: I don't have like a legitimate setup. I have my office
2: chair that squeaks a little bit. Like I got the blurred background. You guys have like professional backgrounds. Well, you're a fucking
0: homeowner now, by the way. Two claps yeah. for fucking how we'd love to hear that. A lot of things going on also, in life right now, dude.
2: Also, people probably, you know, could figure this one out too. But uh old hockey trick, it also hides the double chin a little bit when you're up close, you know what I mean? Like yep. Maybe I lost 15.
0: I probably did. But. Well, hey, I actually have one of these laptop stands, so I'm angled down. So I'm always kind of, this, mm. this is where it's at.
1: Classic. The uh, and that. then Disco had a message for you. I know you're going to like <laughs> love to hear this. I'm he said, going again. how much man juice has he donated based on how stacked the Bruins are now? So that's mm. pretty good from Disco.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, though. Like, Disco disco knows the caps are out right so now all of a sudden he's kind of being a nice guy like he still got his
0: jab and but like
2: disco when the caps are up 3-1 in the first round is a
3: different disco
0: than right now that right. is fair true. fair point and hey but shout out to cronin because at least somebody's writing about the caps he came out with a like a really nice uh uh vetchkin blog the uh yesterday Four thousand. i believe two. the term is
1: it went nuclear That's it went cool.
0: nuclear so shout out i mean do we we should get patty on the podcast here coming up because this kid he's texting me every other day he's like i think i should write this blog and like do it and then he does it. i so.
1: think you should use him as like a doberman and if someone's not producing blogs you send patty at his team
0: it could, it, he, team. He could be morning skates rico bosco uh i don't know who that is it's a it's a Barstool sports reference.
1: Oh, that's the the kid with the through the can, right? He's got like temper issues. or Yeah,
0: yeah. So <laughs> they call them Rico Riders. We need something for his first name's Patrick. So Patrick Patsy. So. Patrick's Posse. Yeah, maybe we can figure that yeah. out. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, all right, let's NHL in the news. Then we got deadline. So let's play the music. Make, oh wait, no, almost me a couple before even.
1: Oh my Scott God, you already oh. think you hate her. Jeez. Hi. This
2: is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mia Culpas with Kevin Brownie. All,
1: right, All right, right, so we're pretty light. We're pretty light on Mia Culpas. Uh, yeah. First off, I did a podcast with uh, a northeastern oh. podcast with um, Chloe Arard and friend of the podcast Coach Carp, and somehow in the editing, it played the entire interview of Coach Carp, and then
0: half 20 minutes of
1: it again. Yep, that one's on me. And and then Chloe and he called me and he goes, great podcast. You guys just really love me. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <twice. laughs> so, so that
0: one's on me. I originally edited it and had Chloe go first. And then I read what your write up was and I was like, shit, now I have to get carp to go first. So I'm I, think, we, I think
1: it's always good to have the player last that way. People have to sit through listening to carp. Yeah, you coach to get together to, to sit
0: together. We get that. Um, yeah. And then also another me a couple within that. I also said it was episode two twenty seven. So I just edited that before we started.
2: All right. Fair I, also, enough. I feel like that's the ultimate like grandpa move on your part, Ken. Like I feel like everyone has like that one older relative that like you pull a VHS trying to see like a. Like a birth or like a wedding, and it's like a rerun of
0: Mash that your grandpa
2: ran wait, over. Wait
1: a minute, who's watching a birth on VHS?
0: Yeah, but what 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 are we doing? Are you watching?
2: <laughs> Bro, Bird? are you
1: serious? <laughs> Bro, I
0: think like, you're serious.
2: <laughs> that's like a thing now. You know, there's like really? photographers and videographers for that. It's like cash cow. I don't like. If I could go back, I honestly think like if you could be like a wedding photographer or like a birth photographer, like people want that and it's demand, and you just make crazy
0: prices like. I yeah. never seen a birth photographer. I see the couples that like hang out in the woods and take
1: fall photo shoots and shit. Yeah, that stuff I get. I didn't know they did birth photography. What do you think they do when the
0: foliage isn't there? I guess, dude. They get to humping and they get to having kids. All right. Well, fair enough. All right. So
1: there's, there was the carp thing. And then we talked about Lily Pharmaceuticals a while back. But big news is they capped insulin at $35 a month as the max. So I'm sure they're going to raise pricing somewhere else. But so far, that was good. Um. I was informed by my sister-in-law, my wife co-signed, and my daughter made a face that apparently I'm not that good at shooting the hoop. Okay. with the toilet seat down. So I don't think
0: any guy is, but I think every guy thinks they are.
1: I certainly did, and uh, my sister-in-law chose one friggin' podcast to listen to, and that was the one, and immediately was like, "Oh no, you're not good at that." So you
0: think the guy? Well. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. It's probably bad for me to assume that it's a guy, but do we think the person who invented the toilet seat that went on top of like the original bowl, do you think he pulled a lot of a lot of tail from that? Think about it, man. Probably. Like it was probably very inconvenient. Now they got a toilet seat to sit on. They're like, "Hey, this guy, he thinks about." Well, it. you use it also. Oh, yeah,
2: that is. The funny. only the only way to shoot the
0: shit? I'm a shitter hover. Right. The only way you can
2: shoot the hoop successfully, I'm pretty sure, is if you're a guy who has like a light stream. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to shoot the hoop because it's kind of like you know how crime shows, right? They try to figure out if someone killed somebody because they like the ballistics show there's lobber on the clothes. That's what it is, dude. You have to have a weak stream. Personally, yeah. I wouldn't want a weak stream, so take that as like a sign of pride, bro.
1: Right? Well, uh, thank you. It was one of my hidden talents, which apparently is not much of a talent. Uh, and then the last one, this one's hilarious. So, do you remember we talked about the kid who works for me and for fantasy football? Because of that kid who had the heart attack, they decided to do a simulation uh, foot, uh, yeah. like a uh, not Nintendo, like a like a Madden simulation of the two yeah. teams. And That's how they were going to decide it at his fraternity. So they're sitting there. They're sitting there watching the the simulation and one of the kid temp goes he says to one of the other kids he's like yeah he goes he goes my uh the guy i work for talks about on the podcast He made me the hero of the week and the kid this kid uh mark o'brien moby they call him moby whipped his head around and he was like wait a minute on the morning skate and temp goes yeah he goes I listen every week. I didn't know that was us. They were talking about. Dude, that's, that's cool. I
0: actually had a moment at the bar last weekend where I was out and we were out for one of my friend's birthdays and her sister was there and her sister was with this dude. And, and the sister comes up to me and she's like, Hey, so like, do you have a podcast as a true story? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, he's called the morning skate. And I go, yeah. And she's like, he listens to it all the time, but he's too nervous to say hi. And I was like, oh my God, Like not anywhere near that, that, that level that. at all.
1: Like, then he found out you were a cat and not Brownie, and he was like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, I put my shit <laughs> over my head and did the
0: TJO shoot. Yeah. I well, shoot. I
1: want to give a shout out to this kid, Moby, Mark O'Brien, Moby at up at UNH. Thanks for listening, bud.
0: Kind of cool. Yeah, thanks. UNH did Wildcats. Wildcats, right? Yep. Yeah, you nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Any show the news? We're so cool here. <laughs> All right. So, of course, you're going to lead off with this word that I'm going to have struggled to say. Synchronicity is real. Yeah. Nailed yeah. it. As Connor McDavid and Connor Bedard hit 100 points on the same night, McDavid notches 100th point on an assist from Ryan Nugent Hopkins against the Rangers. Remind me to bring up Ryan Nugent Hopkins when I'm done talking about this. All right. uh, this makes McDavid the 16th player in NHL history, have six 100 point seasons, and ties him with Sidney Crosby as the most by active players. Six-time McDavid has hit the 100-point mark in his career in the third most 100-point season by the age of 27. Lemieux did it seven times, Gretzky did it eight. On the same night, Connor Bedard notched his 50th goal of the season, 53 real-time seconds after McDavid's assist, and then added an assist later in the game to push his point total to 100 in only 40 games played. McDavid hit the century mark in 55 games played. Uh, Bedard becomes the fifth CHL player to have multiple 100-point seasons before turning 18, joining Tavares, Crosby, LeCavier, and Mike Bossy. Pretty good shit. It's
1: nuts, man! How good this kid is.
0: I think like if you want your kid to be really good at hockey, goddamn him, Connor, right? At this point, it's not gonna hurt. Yeah. Um. And shout out to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Who did he fight the other night? It was he, a
1: good fight, though. He fucked the Hall.
0: Yes, on um Toronto, right?
2: Yeah, he's like the whipping boy. He's their new Cody Cece. And yeah. what I don't understand is R and H. So I I like Ryan Nugent Hopkins a lot. I always add him, like he's popping off offensively this year, but like. Doesn't he look like he's like one hundred thirty five
0: pounds? So yeah, yeah, he looks like uh, he looks like if Brock Nelson had a little brother that just never hit puberty.
1: <laughs> That's a very specific burn. Well, the scientist, dude, Brock yeah, no. Robinson,
0: scientist, the same kind of fucking makeup, kind yeah. Um, good fight. Also, just unreal, McDavid is it's
1: it's really really cool to see him doing the shit i don't i don't work. watch a lot of edmonton but i i definitely watched uh when they played the bruins last week and holy shit is he fucking fast
0: yeah he he's that uh, I mean, obviously, he's better than Kovalchuk, but I remember when Kovalchuk was peak Kovalchuk and he'd get the puck, and you would, your ass would immediately be like, oh
1: no, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Because he's going to go, uh, Last year, who was it last year that was mic'd up when McDavid came um, down? No,
0: it was, it was McKinnon. And it was. Uh, oh, that's
1: right. It was McKinnon.
3: Petrus, that's right.
0: Dr. Angela, he's like, oh yeah. shit.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I mean, McKinnon has that too. There's very, Think about it. There's really not that many players in the league when they get the puck with speed. You're like, shit. I would yeah. say McDavid, McKinnon, I think Kirill Kaprizov a little bit. He's got a little bit of that in him.
1: I don't watch enough Bruins. I don't. Does Potternak have that a little bit? Not really. A little bit. If he's coming in off the half wall, but he doesn't have that speed coming through right. the neutral zone to back you up like that. It's fucking. If he crazy. has good possession coming off the half wall, I'd say, then people are like fuck. But you know.
0: that end to end where they get the puck and you're immediately like, motherfucker. Yeah. Like that it's it's a cool thing to see. Unfortunately, I don't know if my team has ever had that. Probably since Brian Leach. Brian Leach used to be able to go coast to coast, but
1: so Oh I have uh, some com- oh it just reminded me. I have some comments about the Rangers in my Yeah, head. this this also
2: reminded me too. I'm glad you guys brought up McDavid, the um E from Entourage has, like, his 15th podcast that he's released, and it's with Sean Avery. I don't know if you saw that, kid. Yeah, Today, I saw, like, first clip of the first episode, like, their first big, like, let's make a fucking splash clip, and Avery's talking about how he would rather have a guy like Kucherov than McDavid to win awesome. the championship because the game flows through. Kucherov flows the game through his teammates, but McDavid flows the game through himself. I'm like, that's really the fucking stance you're going to take episode one? I've never so I,
0: think, I, I haven't seen a lot of Kucherov to see I I see the point he's making because when I when McDavid gets a puck, it's a McDavid show. But I, I don't know if there's somebody in the league that's truly that great where they, they make their teammates that much better that I would take over a dude who can just take the puck coast to coast and go and
2: ball. what does McDavid have to get his teammates
1: involved for when he can like do it?
2: Tough, <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't think
1: I don't think Kutrov would be my top 50 players, I would take.
2: Well, That, I don't, 50 might be tough. I think that might be pushing it. I I hate Kucherov myself too, but like, I just like, I I agree in the sense I think there's players I would definitely pick before Kucherov to try to make that type of point, even
1: on the lightning alone. Well, you know how it is though. Nowadays, everyone, everyone tries to, like Milbury is on, he had a podcast and at one point he was talking about packaging Marshawn and Bergeron. It's whoever makes the most outrageous take gets the publicity.
0: I have an outrageous take. When we were talking about the oh shit players that get the puck, I think in the playoffs, I've seen it from him. When Braden Point gets the puck, I'm kind of like, oh, this might suck. Because, like, he's pretty fucking quick through the neutral zone and shit. And, like, he, he it's not really that explosive type shit. He's just – he can maneuver really well through the neutral zone. Well, if zone.
1: you're if you're talking about players in the playoffs that you get that, oh, shit, you could put Kale McCarr in that. When he swings around the net and picks up the puck and goes.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I could think of two other defensemen I'd rather have on my team than Kale McCarr. Ted, so we're just going to move on from there.
1: Ked's
2: going to hate this one, too, but I think – I'm curious to see what Jack Hughes looks like in the playoffs. Oh, that's that a good call. dude. That's a really that good thing. call.
0: He, he has a little bit of that in him too. When he gets the puck, he's like he very quick.
1: He's yes. never played in the playoffs, though, right? He's—they've no, never been. No. He's
0: different breed, dude. You have. He's, it's going to take him like four years. years. You don't think Hughes
1: isn't going to get run through the boards? Yeah, board so, it's going to take him three years to get adjusted to this.
3: I
2: forgot yeah. that you guys hate American hockey players. That's my bad. <laughs> maybe we can
1: talk Austin Matthews.
2: Maybe.
0: I think we all hate American hockey players. Uh, I, what do you mean, uh, you guys? Uh, uh, There's, there's two
2: American
1: too. hockey players that I absolutely love.
2: So. I have beef with like the U.S. National Development Program our Olympic rosters, the coaches they choose, the GMs. Um,
3: you hate Austin I Matthews.
2: think it's there. I hate Austin Matthews, but I think the way you guys talk about him is very disrespectful to our company. <laughs>
0: oh my god! Oh, Look at up. this middleman house. I was not expecting to see that. Um, Connor Bedard, after four goals, five-point night, he now has 58 goals, 61 assists, 119 points in 46 games played. That's 2.59 points per game. It was a seventh hat trick and eighth five-point game. Pretty good. Uh, We're going from pretty good to pretty bad, and this was just embarrassing. Uh, New York Rangers had to say goodbye to Keandre Miller for three games when he got suspended for spitting at Drew Doughty. After the suspension came down, I have all the respect in the world for Drew Doughty. What happened last night was completely accidental. He got to call him. Doughty's like, listen, man, I know where you're coming from. We thought it was all going to be swept out the rug, but I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, a now current Bruin uh, spat on somebody on purpose in about three games. So there was that precedent that was set. Precedent is something that you hear in the judicial system, which <laughs> apparently runs also in in the NHL, uh, especially when your head of player safety is a fucking loser. So Well, this is uh, the perfect
1: time now to go ahead with your story.
0: No, that's my zero of the week. I'm going to save oh, it. Oh, no, 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 it zero. Zero. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Clown show. So um, this was just, this was just a really, really tough look for the game of hockey. In my opinion, Um, uh, you know, I thought hockey was a thing where the guys just settle it themselves, but apparently uh, we got it. We got to play, you know, coy to the PC crowd and make sure people get suspended. If they get spit on. So Dude, that's, assault. <laughs> that's, <assault>. that's, <laughs> that's a song. That's right. I don't <laughs> even want to ask you guys for your stance on here. Um, I think three games, is
1: that's the precedent. That's what it is.
2: Yeah, I don't think – two things. One, I don't think um, I buy that he didn't see him there. Like, if you watch it, it's kind of tough. That's a tough one. Like, I do believe he felt sorry after. Yeah. Um, and it's like, Kendrick Miller isn't really that type of player either. So, it's kind of like when Garnett Hathaway did it, it's like, yep, he's a scumbag. Like, we get that one. Uh, but, yeah, I think one happens once – Whatever, dude. Figure it out. Happens twice, then you're like kind of getting into it. Can,
0: can I take my Rangers hat off for a second?
1: Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I don't sure know how fans you fans can
0: fans. absolutely fucking just loogie the fuck out of somebody and be like, oh, I didn't see him there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're fucking kidding it me. Perfect,
1: <laughs> it was a perfect. It was like you know, perfect.
0: It was a direct shot to the face,
3: yeah. Yeah. and
0: it's not like you're like you know, like sometimes when you're skating around on the ice, and like Hal and I might have a little bit more experience because we pack lips when we when we skate, and like you spit, and sometimes like. It's like here, so you have to really make sure you, like, get it out there, right? In no way was that a setting where you could just spit and not think that somebody wasn't going to eat something. And Everybody was around him. That was that was bizarre.
1: I don't even think Keandre Miller is the dirtiest New York Rangers defenseman.
0: I mean, we, we can talk about all your Boston boys here in a day if you
1: want. To <laughs> we'll get that. Uh,
0: City Crosby became the first active player and the 14th player in NHL history to record his 13th plus 70-point season. Question for you guys, Okay. In their prime, their absolute prime, and McDavid might not even be in his prime now. I mean, dude, he's gonna score 150 whatever. I don't
1: think he he. What's he? He only like 26, right?
0: Yeah, like he's isn't that crazy to fucking think about. I know. So my question for you, and it might be a stupid question, but to Sidney Crosby in his prime, Connor McDavid in his prime, a seven game playoff series, who do you want on your team?
1: Crosby.
2: Yeah, I just think, dude, I think the answer can definitely change. Like at this point. I think yep. it's safe to say that McDavid is more talented. But if you – Crosby has a golden goal, right? He's got yeah. – he's Every got day. only cups, dude. He's, like, literally done it all. So – and I don't think it's a fault of his own, McDavid. I'm sure we'll talk about the Oilers,
1: like, later. Like, they are a threat.
2: Um, but at this point, I would still say Crosby.
1: And you and you got to take away the argument that, you know, Crosby had um, uh, Malkin. Because McDavid has dry so that's not even part of it. It's it's the pressure, it's the big stage, and I know McDavid does everything he can, but
3: they have one.
0: I think the easiest way, in my opinion, how to settle this is you look at Connor McDavid. and He might be the best offensive hockey player that's ever played the game, right? Like, there's a good chance that that's what it is. When I look at Sidney Crosby, and I've heard this on other podcasts and shit, he's the best grinder of all time. Like, he's obviously very skilled. His backhands are unreal. Like, you can see the Everybody ice. I call him the best fourth liner of all time. He, I thought that I heard that. He plays all 200 feet of the rink, dude. Yeah. He's a fucking pain in the ass to play against. And then when you turn the puck over, it's like, oh, shit. Now he can go the other way and do all these fucking crazy things. Where I think McDavid's really like when he gets the puck, it's like, oh, shit. But Crosby has a better chance of getting the puck from you than McDavid. Did you, know? you
1: see the projected Olympic lines they did? I think it – I don't remember who it was, but uh, they had Crosby in between uh, Marshawn and Bergeron.
0: Yeah, because uh, uh, Crosby and Marshawn, they um they train together and shit, right? Yep. Yeah. I always wondered, dude, as like the Rangers, you have Lafreniere, Capo. Actually, pretty much any team in the NHL, you have all these – like your first and second overall picks or whatever. How come people like aren't reaching – and maybe, I don't know, I would be like, hey, Marshawn, Crosby, can they go train with you? Like do you think that that's never brought
1: up? Who would? Who would? Who would? Like
0: with the Rangers, like Lafreniere, like the the Rangers, or so or somebody who knows Crosby within that organization, and call and be like, "Hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna put Lafreniere up in a fucking home for the summer. We're wondering if he could train with you."
2: I think it's a geography thing, dude. Honestly, because McKinnon trains with them too. They're all from Halifax, right? So, like, I think it's it's basically you have to like pray to God that there's like. NHLers that have a lake house where you live in the summer. And they you know, got to be okay.
1: somewhat boys Into in some regards. They have to be somewhat friendly. Even like, if you notice, like with Marshawn and Crosby and McKinnon, it's always McKinnon and Crosby talking about each other. Marshawn is a little prickly with them, but mm-hmm. they still train together because it makes them better. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if they're exactly boys. So I think that's the geography that Hal's talking about. But then you have the Crosby McKinnon dynamic is that they are boys. So I think it's a little bit of both of those.
3: Yeah. Or you can just
1: suck down energy
2: drinks
0: at Bio Steel with Gary Roberts. (laughs) 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 Uh, The female Bernard. Oh, Jesus. Mila La Pusanova. I think so. Lapa well, Sonova, who is currently playing in the Slovak Premier U sixteen uh league, scored uh 10 goals on her 15th birthday and added nine assists for Zelina in their 24 to 1 win. She now 28 goals, 21 assists for 49 points in eight games played.
1: See you in the Olympics.
2: <laughs> Video. Video I have a question for Brownie on this one. So Brownie, I was thinking about this. Sixteen year old Slovak, right? Like women's hockey, obviously the landscape's
1: different on what you do. Is she gonna go like D1 college? she'll probably go yeah if I'm sure she's being recruited already uh I would I'd be surprised if northeastern doesn't ha, hasn't been talking to her or or at least has her on the radar I don't know that for certain I haven't asked anybody um, but she'll go to their um she'll play for the Olympics because that the woman the woman I interviewed uh, a few podcasts ago Alina Mueller scored an Olympic goal Olympic goal at 15 years old so this girl has the opportunity to do the same kind of thing
0: I think your next press conference, that should be the one question you ask. Agree.
2: You should lead with that, and I don't know if it ruins your journalistic like integrity, but nil like morning skate like if this is your chance to be a booster and kind of you know make a difference (laughs) for the
3: community,
0: so I'll get her a few stickers and and a. A A koozie. Come on,
2: how brownie? If you could single-handedly get a Slovak phenom to play for Northeastern women's hockey, you know what I mean.
1: We might get some gear actually. <laughs> you, could be,
0: you could be the Buddy Garrity, dude, of the NCAA <laughs> winning dude. Um, Spencer Knight showed off a new mask on his return to game action. It features artwork drawn by patients at a local children's hospital where Knight spent the day drawing with them. Pretty cool. I always yes. think it's interesting how goalies like kind of choose their mask and shit.
1: Did you, you see hear, Omar? You know, Omar just unveiled a new mask today. It's sick, dude. It's Henry like Quinter- the fifth one this year.
0: Henrik Lundqvist, like, last couple years on the Rangers, they, they actually made an MSG show about it, about how he has, like, this one dude who designs his masks, and then he met up with different celebrities to get, like, what they think would be, like, kind of a cool mask. He'd wear it one game, and then he would auction it off.
3: Oh, that's cool. Um,
0: yeah, I, pretty sweet. Stick, tap, Spencer Knight. Uh, Ilya Sororkin, Sorokin. uh Got a win over Detroit oh, on Saturday. was oh. one four to one. He made 22 saves. What made the win special was that his dad was in the stands. It was the first time that he's seen his son play in person in 10 years. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Can I, I – I,
2: sorry, I really didn't mean to cut you off, Brian. I was going to say, I just want kid's honest opinion on Sorokin. I've been out of the loop a while. Like, is there a lot of Sorokin slander
0: here? What's the thought? Yeah, so I, don't think there, I don't think there's any slander. I think he's a really good goalie. Um, do you guys know if he has a Vesna?
1: See, there it is.
0: Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. Hey, huge stick taps right here. I think as all of all three of us can get behind this. Yep.
1: Mark Giordano. The only, the only one of the only two Leafs I like.
0: He broke Chris Ruff- Russell's record for block shots. Giordano now has two thousand forty-five, the record and counting. I'm always I'm a sucker for block shots, dude. Yep. Block shots win championships, and that's what Do the they take
3: away. Them?
1: Chris Russell's those silver sh- knee pads. You think they go and take them away and bring in the Geo?
0: Yeah, I think that's fucking pretty sick uh ron o'reilly on ltir with a broken finger
3: yep
0: he probably fell out of love with the game of hockey again and then uh jake muzzin's been ruled out the rest of the year as he recovers from a cervical spine injury this sucks i i really like the way jake muzzin plays he's a motherfucker to play against dude like he and is it just me or is i feel like he's always been hurt ever since he's been a leaf like has he had like any sort of healthy season with them do you guys know
1: no, I don't think I don't, he's played. A, I don't think he's played a full eighty-two with them.
0: I don't really. This is probably a terrible take, but
2: I always thought Jake Muzzin's beard actually makes him like look tougher than he actually plays.
1: It's kind of it's a Ryan Ellis
0: effect.
2: Yes, exactly. Like you think Ryan Ellis has a little bit of snarl, but really he's just like a five foot nine puck moving defenseman.
0: Yeah, the only the only defenseman with like a beard where it's like fuck would probably be like Gudas, right?
1: So wait, you're are you are you advocating for Grizzly to grow a beard?
2: If Grizzly if Grizzly grew a beard, I wouldn't be. Um, having the
0: opinion that he should be the odd man out on the blue line.
3: <laughs> That's fair. There you go.
0: Um, Nashville Predators announced that David Poyle. Poyle oh, good ad boy. Set to retires the GM of the Preds after 26 years at the end of the season, and Nashville announced Barry Trotz will be his replacement. Of course he saw all those chart nerds come up in arms. He's never done this before. I can't believe they're naming Barry Trotts. This guy shut the fuck up, dude. Barry Trotz knows more about hockey than you do. Yeah. At the end of the day. Shut up. Like we're not just doing this. Like the NHL is a multi-billion million, Bill- high millions. I don't know about billion. Oh, no, it's probably billions. Name some Joe Schmo to go fucking do it, dude. Like they clearly have their guy. They wanted their
1: guy. He's he knows. Well, more. this this explains why Trots didn't take any of those coaching vacancies mm-hmm. either.
2: Yeah, uh, I heard. I heard one thing that I think he wanted to like also be like in Washington when he wanted to stay, or maybe it was the Islanders. The Islanders, he thought. Strauss was under the impression that old Lou Lamorello was going to retire and he actually wanted to take Lou's job and it didn't work out. Um and then he the other thing here,
1: coach in Nashville.
2: So. Yeah, Dave Dave Poyle, like is the Predators, you know what I mean? If you look it up, they said he's actually staying on as an advisory, yeah. Um, right. So, like, you don't think like Dave Poyle's gonna get sick of being retired in two days and be on the phone with Barry Trotz talking hockey every day? Like, I, I think Barry Trot's is set up in a really good situation, he's one of the greatest coaches like, of his generation. Like,
1: Did I don't make argument right that there? Poyle just wanted his buddy back with him. Yeah, exactly. and he was like listen i'll step aside and get a consultant gig you come on as the gm i'm here to help you we'll just play golf and hang out and go listen to music for the next five years till i completely shut it down i've heard some really good things on the street about david
0: Poyle being like a really good human being back when i lived in nashville i had an uber with yeah. some guy and he's like yeah i used to pick up Poyle from the airport and he's like he's a great guy so that's maybe i'm nice. really not worried on the street just one guy
1: told me that but so no it's I def- think, that's the um, definition of man on the street
2: like, 2-2, two, two, I'm going to miss a couple of players. 2-2, two, two, Connor Ingram last year. Um, I'm missing a – they had a couple of guys go through, like, substance abuse issues yep. in Nashville, and they all basically said David Poyle, like, kind of really helped them through. So I think, I
0: think Austin, he, was Austin Watson on the Predators when he beat up his girlfriend or wife, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, Yeah. What is with that allegedly thing? I think if you can say allegedly you're in the clear. Pat McAfee is getting sued by Brett Favre right now.
1: It's going to get tossed, though. That way it it protects you from libel or slander.
0: Yeah, and I don't know because, dude, I read some articles saying he did do it. I read some articles saying that he didn't do it, so that's why I want to put that allegedly there. But I'm pretty sure he was with the Preds when that happened. And now he's, like, sober for however many years since then, uh, still doing scumbag things on the ice. That's not allegedly. That's a fact. But uh, that's where we're at. <laughs> um, Cal oh, Foot no. acquisition. He reunites with Matt Duchesne, who lived with Foot during his first two seasons in Colorado. Cal was 10 years old then and is now 24, playing on the same team as Duchesne. That's got to be pretty fucking crazy for him, right? Well, I
1: think it's cool for a Cal Foot, but Duchesne's got to be like, fuck, I'm old.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Like 10 years old, dude? Yeah. Do you um, ever
1: wonder if the Foot brothers are like,
2: wish they were the Kachucks? You know what I mean? Like... Cal was a pretty high first round pick. I think this is his third or no, it's his second organization. Like, yeah. it took him a while to get going with the Lightning. And then you have Nolan Foote, who I think was also a first round pick of the Devils, just grinding away in Utica. Like, I always assumed, like, Adam Foote, legend. I thought their kids would kind of step in, but they've both kind of like teetering prospects. No, yeah, well,
1: wasn't it? Isn't it the, the whole thing on defensemen, though? It takes them longer to get. Used to the pace of play and the positioning and the systems, whereas forward you just kind of go. So I mean, it's not too late for either of them. They're both still relatively young. Yeah, and then not every an easy lineup yeah. crap either.
0: And then every once in a while you get a 23 year old that wins the Norris uh, in New York. So
1: and turtles uh, from asha but good.
0: Uh, Detroit extended their captain Dylan Larkin eight years, eight point seven mil AAV. Extended Jake Wallman, three years at a three point two AAV and signed Oli Mata to a two year three million dollar extension. I think I'm okay with the Dylan Larkin deal, dude. Like, he, I yep. think he become like a really important part of their team. And the way I look at Dylan Larkin now is way different the way I looked at him like two or three years ago. Co like Two or three years 100%. ago, I was like, he's kind of like a little bit of a bitch. Now I feel like he's like a grown ass man playing hockey. You so know what
1: started of- me? No, it started me back on him uh, on the positive one. He was rocking a beard for a while to Hal's point. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, when he, when he, when he duffed that guy's beer and then sent over the attendant with the 20. Remember that last yeah. year? Yeah. I was like, all right, I like this kid.
0: Yeah. I I I'm, I know, I know Hal's never really been a larkin guy, so I'm interested to see what he has to say about that. dude. points.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I
2: I to me it was kind of interesting. I thought Stevie Y was like Mr. Tough guy. It seems like he gave in. Feels like the it, people were talking like JT Miller numbers, the AAV is higher, like better player than JT Miller. I'd I was gonna say i definitely rather have Larkin, yeah. Like and everyone's banking on the cap. Although everyone knows Gary Bettman's lying through his fucking teeth, everything he yeah, says. Um, oh, I don't have know a story coming up. Yeah. I was I was pretty I was pretty okay with it. Kind of we can touch on it later, maybe. Kind of crazy. He was crying about Tyler Bertuzzi though. That one threw me off a bit.
1: They love him. They love Bertuzzi over there.
0: I, it's hard because I saw Hank cry when Zuccarello left the Rangers. So it's like, and and what did the Red Wings really have the last three years? Not much. Do you ever, like, think, like, would you rather have Zook
2: over, like, Kane or yeah. uh Tarasenko?
0: I, I think the fact that they got rid of Zook around was one of the dumbest fucking things they ever did. He led their team in points year after year, never with. And you can say they had Rick Nash. Rick Nash fucking sucked. I, oh, all the Ranger fans are going to start crying now. Rick Nash did all the really good little things.
1: Cool. Hey, you
0: know what Rick
1: Nash, you know what Nash did for you is he got Ryan Lindgren for you. So that
0: that's that is the only thing <laughs> positive that I think Rick Nash did in his tenure as a ranger. How no, that's a good point because now you look at like how much fun would it have been watching Panarin or Zuccarello play with Panarin or with Zibanejad. Somebody who could fucking score every two seconds. Like it would have been really, really cool. And I always thought it was really funny because when he left, for some reason I was like, I really hope he gets to play with Tyler Sagan. I have no idea why. I just picked him because I knew Sagan could score goals. And then he went to Dallas and he fucking lit it up. So and then he cashed his bag in Minnesota and now he's playing with Kirill Kaprizov. Him and Kirill I would say a top 10 duo in the NHL. Would you agree with that? I mean yeah, McDavid, Drysdale, Marshan, Bergeron, well, but you have some people the 15, like, They're pretty sure, yeah. fucking good, man. So the, uh
1: Billy Guerin was on 32 thoughts uh maybe a week or two ago and he had some really nice things to say about Zuccarello. You should give it a listen, you probably enjoy it.
0: I'll do that. Shout out to Billy Garen for taking that guy's head off in training camp. Nobody talks about that. If you ever want to fucking put a video out there to see if somebody gets fired from being a GM, fucking put that one out there. Um, St. Louis, the beginning of an end. After trading away some key pieces over the last few weeks, Craig Berube ripped his players. Our best players didn't play with any passion, no emotion, no inspiration at all. They don't play inspired hockey. You cannot play in this league without emotion, grit, being inspired. They're getting paid lots of money. They're not doing the job end of the story. Robert Thomas didn't think that was the end of the story, however, and responded via media to Baruby's comments. "I've been a part of this team for a long time," what well, he said couldn't be further from the truth. I know everyone in that room cares. I'm taking Baruby's word over anybody else's. Like I, I think I heard this on Chicklets, but I couldn't have agreed more. Like you can go out and put up points, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing your fucking job. Like. It, it, some players are just so talented that they can skate by by doing shit like that. But in terms of like getting W playing for a win, playing for your city, like that's not really what that is. Like I, and the fact that he can go into the meeting, he's like, that couldn't be further from the truth. Now it's like, Ruby's going to be like, well, fucking prove it. Like, cause they're not doing shit right now. Um, what do you yeah, have
2: in the-, the room? Like I, that's what I'm thinking. Read the room. Like I understand that Thomas is a prideful guy. He's a great player. Right. Like, I think what Berube is trying to say is guys like Thomas and Kyra have to play like, like the full ice. Right. Like you yeah, can't just put up 80 points and watch us lose. Right. Yeah. Well, it's weird to me, and I'm sure you touch on it in trade deadline. They picked up Kapanen off of waivers and then they got Verana. It's like your coach was just pleading that they don't have enough like guys who are like playing like blood, sweat and tears, blues, Berube hockey. And then
0: those are the guys that you, you bring in. Yeah, that was weird. That was kind of I. I didn't even think about that until you said that. Those those two players to me don't scream heart and soul to me.
3: Yeah.
1: Two things I took away from this: one, I'm glad to see Barubi complaining about his players and not crying about the refs, no. which is his normal <laughs> fucking mode. That's one. And two, uh, I I thought it was interesting that Robert Thomas was the only player that stood up and said anything.
3: Yeah, this is a weird one of player
1: commented on it. Yeah. So I don't know if he was like, I'll take the hit for everybody. Cause I got the big contract. I'm not going anywhere. Or if he was the only one who got butt hurt over it. I mean, I have no They're
3: idea. In a
0: Weird spot. Like, are they rebuilding? Cause if you are rebuilding, why didn't you get rid of Prego? Why didn't you get rid of Krug? Why didn't you get rid of Falk? Like you have a lot of players- Take Krug in
1: that contract. I'm sorry. The Bruins unloaded on that one. That was a great deal for the Bruins.
0: I know, but I just feel like you had pieces that you could have gotten rid of there at the deadline and you kept them for what reason? It's that halfway
1: thing, right? Times, no, no GM wants to say rebuild anymore.
0: Yeah.
2: Can I? Here is a trivia question for you, just like heart and soul guys, because this caught me off guard. How many teams in the NHL right now don't have a captain?
1: Um, Sharks. Oh no, no, it's Couture, right?
2: Yeah, Couture is captain. Coyotes. It's eight. There is eight teams right now. Coyotes, coyotes,
1: coyotes, Coyotes, Flyers. Blackhawks. No, they, no, have no they have Taves. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's he's just sorry, sorry. Islanders, Devils. Can- I might kind of Can- imagine going
0: down the Islanders, Leafs, Win- Winnipeg,
2: Winnipeg. You got 3. Uh Nashville? Western Conference Canada.
0: Western Conference Canada. Calgary? No. Who the fuck is Calgary's
1: captain? Van oh, Vancouver? Calgary
0: doesn't have a captain.
1: Oh. And Vancouver doesn't Vancouver, either, right?
0: All of,
2: yeah, all of that area doesn't. And then I think you missed Anaheim, uh, Seattle and St. Louis because O'Reilly got traded. So that's a team oh, without right, a captain right,
0: right. now, too. That was oh, and
1: incredible. Seattle with Giodarno. That's right. That's yeah.
0: just why it's nice to have Hal on the pod Little fun facts, dude. That was a good one. Um Matthew Barzell is out for the rest of, possibly out for the rest of the regular season. No one's letting any further info out on him. He's been out since February 18th, listed as week-to-week with lower body. Some reports today that he may miss training camp.
1: Um, that's a tough one. Yeah.
0: He, you know, he kind of has a little bit of that, oh, shit, when he gets the puck.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah right? but he
0: doesn't
2: shoot the puck. Don't you want him no. to just, like, rip it, bro?
0: Yeah, dude, like, go to the net. Like, fucking, like, you're doing all this sweet skating, but then you find yourself in the corner and, or in, like, the high part of the zone with nobody. Like um, Zach Friese played in his 1,200th game. The Minnesota Navis played for the Devils, the Wild, and the Islanders. 423 goals, 447 assists for 870 points with 428 penalty minutes. Um, I was going to ask if he's a Hall of Famer, but after reading that, I'm going to say no. No.
1: Nope.
0: I, I think he could get into the USA Hockey Hall of Fame. I
1: was going to say Minnesota Hockey Hall of Fame, maybe.
0: Because dude, Parise was
1: sick for the U.S. team there for a while. My fear yeah. of Zach Parisi is for the last four years. My fear is the Bruins are going to sign him at the deadline. <laughs> like that was the guy they were going to bring in. I was like, fuck no. No, you, you know
0: got I mean? Lee, you got Lee Stempniak instead, dude. Um, <laughs>
1: here's a guy's backtrack really quick. <laughs> what did you say? Al?
0: Just really quick backtrack
2: because we kind of talked about it earlier. So puck possession time per game among forwards: Barzell's first. In the league, McDavid second, Caprizov third, Hughes fourth. So we're pretty on the ball. But that yeah. kind of that does. I think that supports it. that or Yeah, really does carry the puck.
0: Yeah. Zone entries, dude. Stats. <laughs> zone entries for six no, zone entries that like, coursey percentage is fucking <laughs> sick, dude. Let's steal a contract, bro. Uh, look at this graph. Yo, look, yo, sign him for 12 mils a year, dude. He never dumps the puck. <laughs> uh Bruce Boudreaux will join the onset team for Trade Center 2023. I did see um a thing that said, uh, after his last game, JT Miller and the boys came in and gave him the belt and shit. And that meant, all oh, nice. Team. Uh, I've always been Team Hagen Dazz. I, I don't know if I'd want Bruce Boudreaux as my coach, but he just seems like a very likable person.
1: He'd be fun to hang out with, I think. Yeah, I think so. Did too. you see the clip when he was on the TSN set when he yeah. was yelling at everybody, like yeah. joking? You know, it was fun. I though. think he's cool. Yeah, um, he's I like you, wrestling.
0: When you think of like all, okay, here's a question for you guys when you think of all like the 24-7 NHL docs that they came out with. Like, what coach was, like, your favorite? And then what one was, like, your least favorite? I think the funniest one was Randy Carlisle when him and, like, Phil Kessel used to go at it. And he's like, good mm. one,
1: Randy. Good one. I, that one
0: always makes me laugh. The
1: worst for me was the guy, the, the Leafs coach. Uh Last year's? Sheldon Keith. Yeah. I only watched half of it because I couldn't stand watching. He's sure him were
0: Jimmy B. C. dude. But, he but I, whole,
1: like, he really was bad. so obvious, aware of the camera, you know, yeah. like, J.J. Watt was on hard knocks kind of thing, you know.
0: I thought Tortorella was cool. I thought Peter Laviolette when he talked about playing with Jam, like I always, I thought that was pretty sick, dude. I hate that J.J.
1: Watt like claims hockey. Damn. Yeah, oh, you see yeah, the video, dude. the the Instagram or whatever
3: it yeah, was? They a hot, hot dog machine
1: in there.
0: So if you're listening to this podcast, at any point we, we post anything on their social networks, if there's an exclamation point after it, that's not me and that's Disco doing it. That That's how you know it's a Disco tweet or an
1: Instagram Oh, is he all about the exclamation points? He loves
0: exclamation points, dude. Exclamation points and hashtags. Uh But thank you for getting up. Disco, appreciate you. Uh Jonathan has shut it down due to effects of long COVID and chronic immune response syndrome. No timetable for his return.
1: That sucks, hard. man. I love Taves. I think he's such a good player.
0: Yeah, his career, dude. Some weird shit has happened in Chicago. Oh, very good player. Did you like, see the
1: article? There was an article I read today or yesterday about they told Kane apparently that they weren't going to resign him this summer. Oh, I did see something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: thought that was nuts. And then they sh- they yeah, to save face, they showed uh Davidson calling Kane telling him he got traded and shit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's what we have. Uh Joel Farabee was less than happy with how Farabee season's going and when his feelings were related to John Torrell, this is news to me. He should just shut up.
1: It was Farabee's <laughs> agent, to be fair. He um, Torrell didn't say that to Farabee. it was about the agent.
0: I I mean torts is just gonna tort. Now Who he's was, got- any
1: tort story is in here just for you.
0: He now has a team that has Tony D'Angelo and Brandon Lemieux, and I don't think that he can be any happier about that. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Kevin right. Hayes is like, "Get me to fucking Columbus, please." Yeah, um,
0: Anaheim, no tanking at all. Conrad kind of Dodder admitting that he gets texts from Mason McTavish all the time if they lose. I thought that's kind of funny.
1: Thought that was great. I um, would. Hey, listen, I'll take Mason McTavish on my team out of off of Anaheim any day of the week. I yeah. love the way that kid plays.
2: I really hope he doesn't go to Anaheim, though. Doesn't that just feel like a
0: waste of a generational talent? Am I
2: well, wrong? I, w- I was looking well, at – ra- like Would you it.
0: rather see him in Montreal? I was looking at the teams where he potentially could go. The only team that I think that would be cool would be Montreal. I know that you guys hate that, but in terms of like a Canadian kid who's nasty, Montreal we'd see more of him than we would if he went out west. Let me
1: give you this one. not Arizona. He goes that to Arizona because wait, hear me out. He goes to Arizona because that's Bettman's little fucking baby, right? Mm-hmm. And then Austin Matthews won't resign and goes to Arizona as well. And they'll the man, have man.
0: nobody go to their games.
2: The, no, the then they'll get arena, the new arena built. If Austin, if Austin Matthews is in Arizona, I really do believe they could not. They'd probably have like sixteen thousand a night. But uh, they would get
1: the new. They would get the funding for the new. The new building.
2: I don't really hate and maybe this is a bad take. I don't
0: really hate Bedard as a Blackhawk. Chicago, which
2: is original sticks. They're
0: kind everybody of everybody like, else in the hockey community and culture. They I think so many people would stop watching hockey if you want to
1: Chicago. the Blackhawks haven't paid yeah. enough for what they did yet. That,
0: I think everybody would think that.
1: That's that's the that would be the mindset, I think. But I, I I'll be the guy who think that it'd be cool. Because the year, from you're, like, you're losing
0: all, like, your franchise players, right? Jonathan Taves isn't, isn't really playing anymore. Patrick Kane's gone. Like, it's an original six. They still have six jerseys as of right now, up until they're forced to fucking change those. Like, it, it'd be, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, cool story. Linus Olmark. Linus, uh, dickhead. Nailed the dagger where Seattle earlier this week became the first goalie in Bruins history. I thought that was interesting. Score goal, ninth in league history, and the first since Pekka Rene did it with Nashville in 2020. There's only been nine goalies that have scored goals. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I feel like there
1: should be way more than that. And Brodeur, I think, is the only one with – or maybe Billy Smith both have Hextal. two. Oh, Hextall, right, right, right. Hextall. Um, what was funny was a few games ago, I don't remember who it was, they pulled the goalie – and Olmark went out of net, and the whole uh, TD Garden got up, and then he just kind of biffed it off the sidewall. I think wanted to try it again. It's fun. That,
0: every time the Rangers are up and, like, the other team pulls a goalie, if the puck goes anywhere near Igor Shesterkin, the whole place goes fucking
1: crazy. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: They um, won that game it was against the Canucks it was so fucking boring, and, like, I remember I was watching, I think it was a Friday night, and it was just the worst hockey game ever. And then that happened at the end, and I felt like fucking incredible. I I was so pumped up. Made the uh, whole game, which is so random. Like I wouldn't think I'd be someone that cared that much, but like that's I, cool. I, dude. That's a moment filled with joy for like no yeah. reason. Uh, filled with joy for that's a brief moment.
0: moment. Did you guys did you guys crank it when him and Swayman hugged? It was like a little bit. relaxed.
2: Uh, relax. Uh, um, every
1: time, every time, buddy.
2: What was the other thing? Oh, did you guys put down? I didn't read your doc at all. The AHL goalie who scored and then oh, Peter.
0: Yeah, scored, fought, and then tried fighting the next game. The yeah. the Hurricanes goalie Peter
2: Kachukachyov. I'm supposed to be the stack guy. Yeah, but I blew to that
0: one Or some shit. Wasn't I thought... he
2: in the playoffs for the Canes last year too? Like he's actually yeah. Like, yeah. a good prospect. Yeah, he's stick yeah. in the head. It's gotta be.
1: Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this: since how since you're not on that much, so I've been using the uh, the to describe the uh, goalie hug between Allmark uh, and Swayman as the huggy bears. What do you think of that one?
0: I think it's, it's on- not I mean it's not it's not bad. I just feel like it gives Ked feel for the fire. No, so I just I think, think you're play. trying to you're trying to take light like light off the fact that you guys signed Mitchell Miller uh by oh, using characters <laughs> a little bit cuter to
2: things so. dude. I don't even think we've said a bad thing about the Rangers this episode.
1: I know okay. it's caught it, dude. No, I know, I know. <laughs> this is all preemptive <laughs> from him. This is what uh, it is. Relax. relax.
0: Eight years 11.25. Yep. How do we feel about that? I I feel like that's pretty good, right?
1: It's not a hometown discount by any means, but it doesn't completely handcuff them and bury them. So
0: yeah. I mean, the player you're getting, he's pretty fucking good, dude. Like is he a 30 or 40 goal guy? 40? Forty.
1: Forty. Yeah, he's flirting like with old. 50.
2: Yeah. He hasn't hit 50 yet, I think. I COVID lockout year, right? He tied Ovechkin um for the Rocket Richard. But I think this is the year that he hits fifty. Um, and, and
1: and doesn't win the scoring.
2: <laughs> yeah, which is Crazy. He's at forty-four goals right now, so yes, yeah. he is a forty-goal scorer.
0: Um, we'll wait to see what your load management's gonna be like going towards playoffs. I'm sure all you guys are probably gonna start sitting here soon. So, um,
2: well, I was gonna, I was gonna add too. I feel like when McAvoy signed that nine million dollar contract,
1: it's kind of like, kind of pushed everything up a little bit. Yeah, like
2: it's out, it's out the Nick window. Nine. Nine.
1: Like. Was yeah. it nine for eight more years? He's
2: Defenseman. Like it's okay, bro. When the Rangers and the Bruins, if the Rangers make it past the Devils, you can see what an elite defenseman actually looks like in the playoffs. Mr. Let's see what Jackie Oh does.
0: no, okay. He makes nine, that's fine. For some reason I thought Fox only made eight and I was like, Holy shit, I can't believe that he made a full mill more, but he actually makes half a mil less. My bad guys, it's okay. <laughs> Still that's right. a lot of money for a defenseman, both of those, but I guess yeah. that's the going rate for D Yeah,
2: I don't know if you remember that was like the that was the Darnell nurse, Waransky. They all oh, got Seth, everyone got paid that summer. I think Seth I Jones
0: Seth Jones was it that summer or the the
1: yeah. summer yeah.
2: after. Okay, Actually, eight or nine million.
1: million. Speaking of McAvoy and Fox in that same Olympic thing, they had them as a pair. <laughs> oh,
2: Nothing boils my blood more than I see US line projections, and Fox is like. Th- like first pair and like Mac voice third pair. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. That's no, USA good hockey. Good. You want to win bronze, have have Fox play the most minutes on your D line. Yeah. I, mean,
0: I saw this report. I wish I would have fucking yeah. saved it. It was like the report of defensemen that have played together throughout the course of the year. And it, it was how much time on ice they have and like how they, they are up against other people within the league or whatever. And Fox and Lindgren were like sixth on the list, but their minutes were like, Quadruple everybody else's minutes together, which I thought was interesting because, like, when the Rangers play, it's always Fox and Lindgren, and it's always Trubin and Miller. Is it like that with the Bruins? Like, is McAvoy always with one dude, or does it switch every once in a while?
1: Switch them all around. Yeah, they they, they, they shuffle around the pairings constantly. I feel. Excuse me, and I I think it's with, with an eye to the future. Is that you know in playoffs everybody gets dinged up? Yeah. I just think yeah, they're trying to yeah. get everybody comfortable with everybody. And especially you gotta, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to the trade stuff, but Orloff can play either side. So he's literally had a different partner almost every game he's played.
0: Yeah, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Adam Fox, but the fact that him and Lindgren have played so well together, it's like I obviously Adam Fox is very good, but how much does Ryan Lindgren affect that? Like, you know what I mean? The, like they've been playing together for a, since world junior and now they're together all the time. We've seen since Lindgren's gone out of the lineup, the Rangers' defense hasn't been all that well. But Fox is playing with like Mikola, and they've only been running five D. So it's like, or Mikula, or whatever, however the hell you fucking pronounce his name. But um, all right, let's move on. Arizona. Speaking of not taking Clay Keller, when asked about the Coyotes' seven-game unbeaten streak earlier in February, we got a good burst of energy over the break. I'm sure the GM's not too happy about it. Um, Connor Ingram, 47 saves in his first career NHL shutout, setting a new league record. It's a lot That's of pretty runners. good for them. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, Patrick Marlowe, number 12 in uh, ceremony, uh, brought Jumbo Joe Thorne to tears. Marlowe's number was the first Sharks number to be retired. Joe Thorne has to have his number retired there, right?
1: I don't think Joe Thornton is officially retired yet.
0: No, but when he is. If you're going to retire
1: Marlowe's number, you have to retire Thorne. I would think so.
0: And isn't there another one? Wasn't it Marlowe Thorne? Wasn't there one more? Or am I being an idiot? I might be just – oh, it was like Chichu, but he's not there. Couture, I don't – same Burns. Things. Vlasic's
2: been there forever. Vlasic.
0: Maybe Vlasic would be a number <laughs> if you're going to retire those. I don't know.
2: I You know what I was thinking about, and this is probably fucked up. I love Jumbo Joe, obviously. Great quotes. Great hockey player. One of the best of his generation. But, like, I don't feel bad that he didn't win a cup. Like, he chose, like, Toronto and, like, Florida. It's like – Bro, at, at one point when he signed with Toronto, I'm pretty sure every contender wanted him for like third, fourth line. You know what I mean? Like veteran presence. Can and win it was a cheap cup. money,
1: too. It wasn't like they offered him a huge amount. Yeah. And
2: and he just decided to roll around with Marner and the boys. Like, that's on you, dude.
1: Well, that's because I'm pretty sure Marlo told him how much fun he had. That'd right. be my
2: guess. But, like, again, like, Carter and the boys. maybe you shouldn't be having fun. Like, maybe you should have, like.
1: I agree, buddy.
0: Yeah, grinded it out, but hey, whatever. I, no shade to Jumbo. Um, the biggest, uh, the biggest softy big man in the league, Ron Johansson, will miss twelve weeks following right leg surgery. What is that for? He's softer the baby right? shit, dude. Ron Johansson's the epitome of a dude who's gonna act tough, but never back it up. That guy's never once backed it up. Is that from your Tennessee experience? No, he, he did something with the Rangers last year where he was acting fucking super tough, and I'm like, fuck that guy. Okay. So, I'm not a Johansson guy. Plus, who hated who was the coach in? Uh, didn't Torts hate him?
2: I mean, probably he played for him. No, so pro-
0: yeah, because
1: he got hurt, maybe.
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, so we go the other side of the coin. Yes, yeah, so we go from softest big guy to a dude who just fucking skates with his dick hanging on the ice. Brady Kachuk is the captain you needed in an Ottawa win over Detroit 6 2. He scored a goal in the second at the horn for the intermission. He skated the Detroit bench and challenged the entire team while screaming, Who wants it? Who fucking wants it? Uh, sorry, Maz, but your entire team turtle, bud. <laughs> after the game, Kachuk showed he's still the man of the people by giving away multiple sticks and young, uh, to young fans in the crowd. Teams played the next night, and Ottawa pumped them again six to one. With the teams combining for 14 power play opportunities, and sadly, no one fought
1: Kachuk. Uh, wait, before you move on, did you <laughs> see he goalie. went after the goalie? Yeah, who, Chicago, it's that weird goalie. What the fuck, goalie is it? I forget who? his name, this, but the goalie was chirping him back from oh, 30 man. feet. While that linesman hung on uh, Brady Kachuk's jersey like his life depended stay on
0: it's It's like a weird – I stay stay,
1: hey.
0: stay yeah.
1: So, yeah, I would say too, like,
2: Brady Kachuk, those tauntings, those games, like, I mean, they ended the Red Wing season, no? Like, it was pretty crazy. Both teams, like, right there in the standings to just dominate like that, taunt the bench, like – Brady Kachuk's sick, dude.
1: So I was listening to 32 Thoughts, and they were talking about how – Brady Kachuk has always been, like, the nice one, quote-unquote. Like, remember he was in Calgary, having beers with everybody, doing all the fun, goofy stuff, supporting his brother at the All-Star game. They made the point that Brady Kachuk is still a Kachuk, and he finally showed that he's a fucking prick out there, too. And they basically were like, everybody just better watch out. Because if he's like this, because that's how Matthew plays all the time. Just, yeah, but
2: Matt Matthew's a Matthew's a rat and Brady's a nail gun. You get yeah, what I'm right. saying? They like
1: know, 100%, but they were it's like hard. it's like when you like you don't you know it's like pissing off the big guy. You're like, oh once that guy gets up from his bar stool, you're like fuck. You know he's what the, I
0: mean? He's the John Goodman of the NHL dude from Roseanne, dude. Like a young John Goodman.
1: <laughs> All right, you know, that might be the uh, wildest comparison. So
0: when yeah. I went to, I, I know was, what
1: you meant. I know what you mean. When I mean. was in St.
0: Louis, I saw them play Ottawa and Brady Kachuk. If you guys ever get a chance to watch him in person, he's so much fun to watch because he's he's bigger than everybody on the ice and he skates just as fast as everybody and he hits yeah. everything. Uh If you remember, he fought Truba at, at rain right the fucking center ice of the Garden. They came, they went on. Derek started playing his one thousandth game against the Rangers, where of course he scored twice. Yeah. Um, it was in that game that they had an unreal third period led by Brady Kachuk. Uh, and then, so speaking of Broussard, big game brass, well, 16 seasons.
2: Hey, really quick, and I don't know why I'm cutting you off to say this because it's not that important, but I thought it was interesting. We'll get to Chikrin. Chikrin's agent basically came out and said that, like, his understanding is a lot of guys in the league want to play in Ottawa, which was not the case. They're saying, like, a lot of people, like, would want to get traded to Ottawa right now. Because Brady, and his agent basically
0: credited Brady
2: being the captain, yeah. and that like people yeah, yeah. like where turned the it around. Are.
3: Look like, at that. Team right now.
0: They're young. They get a fucking goalie, and they get one or two bigger premier guys. Like they're they could be a fucking problem, dude. They yeah, have wait till Ryan
1: Reynolds team. becomes part of the ownership group as well. They're gonna get all this Hollywood stuff. They're gonna get a behind the scenes documentary. New rink. Yeah, it's been crazy. Rest um, in peace. Eugene Melnick. Eugene no, Melnick. not
2: Eugene Melnick. What was his name?
1: No, was it
0: Pierre? Oh. No, Eugene. Eugene.
3: Yeah. Eugene oh, in the past,
0: dude. For um, <laughs> sorry, he played sixteen seasons with Columbus. The Rangers uh, played in Ottawa twice. Pittsburgh, Florida, Colorado, Islanders, Arizona, Philly, and Edmonton. I didn't know he was that much of a suitcase, dude. Uh, I think it's great. Compiling
3: <laughs> uh, it line: two hundred thirteen goals, three hundred thirty assists, five
0: hundred forty-three points with four hundred sixty-three PIMs. He was a great Ranger. Like he was, I love Broussard. Broussard was fucking, I thought he was cool. Everywhere Um, he goes, everyone
1: loves him too. Big game brass.
0: Um, And then even more Ottawa, they retired Chris Neal's number and uh, he left through the penalty box. At the the end of the ceremony,
1: he went out through the penalty box. It was hilarious. He's
0: a top three dude in the NHL where if I was on the ice, he'd be a top three dude I would not want to fight. And I know that's crazy because there's a lot of bigger dudes, but Chris Neal, there's just something looking at him. Like, if you, you could punch that guy as hard as you could in the, in the face and he would eat it and you'd break your hand. Like, he just, he just, and he was a thumper, dude. Like, oh, yeah. he he would have been a great Ranger, dude. Um, there it is. John Gibson recorded his third 50 plus save performance of the month. Gibson went one and two in those contacts, of Ducks being shot, outshot, 167 to 79. Uh, Nick I, Jeffery, I fully believe, and I don't, you're not a John Gibson believer. I fully
2: believe if he went to a contender, he would be a better goalie. Oh, I Do you think have he's a goal, yeah. that? goalie. His stats really aren't that great, but like I still think he's elite. I think, I think when you play on a team like the Anaheim Ducks, right? And you're a goalie, like how are you supposed to predict where the puck's going to go? Do you, you can't trust your defensemen to have their men? You can't trust you do you think zegras is like crashing hard like on the back check you know what i mean like and then when that's happening and your d's falling apart like you have to kind of cheat and i feel like you can't cheat when connor mcdavid has the puck no you know what i'm yeah. saying like i feel like some goalies like uh uc Saros in nashville we talk about him short king everybody loves uc Saros, and he he kind of like still puts up good numbers on a shitty team but I don't know. I just John Gibson,
0: Pittsburgh guy, if he went to the Penguins, I think that would be cool. I think if uh John Gibson uh were all black pads like Jonas Hiller, I think I'd be a Gibson guy. I just don't think he's bought into the ducks lifestyle, dude. Like play a little homage, dude. <laughs> know your role, earn your pinstripes, dude, earn your wings. Gee bear. Yeah, Ghee Bear. LaSalle, Troy, New York. Um Brownie, this is a wild thing to put on the dock, but Nick Jensen, three years at four point zero five AAV. What do you guys got?
1: I don't know. What do you got? I, that's my thing. I don't know anything about Nick Jensen. Was he a Bruin? No. I don't know. I just saw it and I was like, that's a pretty significant chunk. Well, he was a red
0: wing. Yeah. Right? Yes. He was a red yeah. Wing. yeah. That's a lot of money for a guy that I don't really know that much about. Dude. That's why it's <laughs> on <Yeah>. the dock. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. that's why I,
2: I was like, what is Washington doing? Yeah. Right. He honestly, and you guys are going to hate this, although Ked only likes analytics when it supports the Rangers. He's like an analytic darling. So is Big, Adam
0: Glendanning, dude. What's that? So is Adam Glendanning, dude. Big transition. Grizzly.
2: So Grizzlik. Well, also all also, Grizzlik's like a plus 67
0: on the season. It makes no fucking sense. I <laughs> Cliffy hockey dude. Um, Grant Fuhrer was a trailblazer. Fear was the first black player to win a Stanley Cup, the first to be named an MVP in the NHL All-Star game, and first back player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame.
1: I had no idea of that. All right, random stat of the day. Yeah, I yeah, dude. Talk about random stat. Look at this one.
0: Yeah, Patty Lafontaine played one year of junior hockey in Quebec. He put up 104 goals, 130 assists for 234 points in 70 games played.
1: Is that good? (laughs) do you imagine how many how many kids tried to run him during that season? Yeah, and he wasn't a big dude either. Like, oh, you were talking um, about dirty hits. Pat Lafontaine was the king of leaving his feet and throwing his ass at people on the glass. The king of
3: that. Interesting. I I, uh,
2: I shook Pat Lafontaine's hand once. He dropped the puck at state semifinals when I was in like pee wees. The uh, only reason I really remember that moment is because one of our parents sucker punched a ref in the parking lot afterwards.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> You're having
0: to who the fuck that was. That's great. Uh, NHL expansion. According to some tweets from insiders, Bucci and Weeks, the NHL is eyeing going back to Atlanta. Alpharetta, actually, which is a part of the metropolitan uh, Atlanta area. So, after the original Thrashers lasted eight years before moving to Calgary. They didn't move to Calgary. They moved to Winnipeg, didn't they? Oh, the original Thrashers, sorry. And the second incarnation lasted 12 years before going to Winnipeg. Bettman's back at it again. Good news is that Quebec City may get them when they reallocate again. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever
1: seen. Why in the world would you put a hockey team back in Atlanta? Because he, Bettman gets a hard-on for these things. Like, look at all the money they're dumping into hockey in Arizona. It's He's stubborn. stubborn. He's a stubborn little prick.
2: I saw someone make the argument, right? Because I agree with this. And, like, people are saying that the two owners that owned Atlanta previously, the previous franchises, were just, like, basically it was, like, real estate deals for them. Like, they didn't give a shit about the team or the product, which is fair. But a team fails twice. Like, that's kind of hard to do. And then, like, the argument that I hate is, like, I would love a team in Quebec City, but people say it's, like, we don't need to grow the game in Quebec. It's, like, why is everything always related to That's probably stupid to say. Why do we always have to grow the game, dude? Like, how many 10,000 people in stands Florida Panthers game? So I have to fucking watch before we can say, like, grow the game. Like, they're good. Kids will still play hockey in those
0: states. They'll just watch cooler teams. Bro, we've grown the game so much in the last 10 years, and all it has done is come up with all these fucking absolute weird dickheads who think they know shit about hockey that they don't know anything. So I'm completely on board. I don't think we should grow the game anymore.
1: You Even want to know said- my, my, my reasoning behind this, why they're still hard on for Atlanta? Magic City. If you know, you know. If you've been to Atlanta.
0: Is that like, are there like strippers?
3: Like, that would be a
0: strip club, kid. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah.
2: Wow. Um,
3: supposed to I mean? be the
1: best wings in the, in the planet, too.
0: So I saw. That's a, sick, dude.
2: Yeah, uh, it's lemon pepper. Lemon pepper wings. The <laughs> lemon
1: pepper wings at Magic City. That
2: I think I think Magic City is the place when the NBA had the bubble. The players were getting in trouble.
1: Yep, Um that's a hundred percent right.
2: Oh, can we really. <laughs> Harry that? that Jungle Fever. I guess I know I'm the guest on this, but did you guys see John ja Morant, the guy, the NBA player, waving yeah a gun what on a Instagram? What can you imagine? I was trying to think of a comparable, like if like Roman <laughs> Yosi was waving a gun on Instagram live after a game or some shit. He, like, he yeah. brought he brought the gun on the team plane. They're saying. Yeah, which is, and the other thing that's funny, you guys were talking about allegedly earlier. People are saying allegedly, allegedly. he was doing it's like, dude, that was a guy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hey,
1: I, I actually thing. I heard someone today, I heard someone today talking. They said what would be hilarious. Uh what's his name? Giannis. Is that yeah. a basketball player? But I guess he's like a super nice, nice guy. They said it would be hilarious if Giannis recreated that video, but did it with like a super soaker. And put it out there. They said that would be pretty funny.
2: Yeah, but then Jean
0: Morant might shoot you, dude. That's what
1: I said. That's what I thought. But then you're going to get shot. Yeah. be
0: fair. Um one other thing, built different story of the week. In the last game of the 93-94 season, the St. Louis uh, Blues had already locked up a playoff seating, and Brennan Shanahan retired to their dressing room for some stitches from a Keith Kachuk high stick. Shanahan had no intention of returning, but then was told by one of the staffs he needed a few penalty minutes to become the second player ever to have 50 goals, 100 points, and 200 penalty minutes in a single season. Shanahan came back out, scored two goals, and then fought Kachuk before the final buzzer to earn his penalty minutes. That's pretty fucking cool.
1: That's the best. That's Bill. Every week, again. at least once a week, I feel it's either Shanahan or Billy Guerin that we're sucking off.
0: Fucking build different, dude. Like and I'm fine with it. I'm just saying
1: Tickron's gonna do that shit. No, it's
0: because we grew the game, dude. I'm fucking I'm not,
3: <laughs> dude.
0: I'm not a Shanahan guy. Oh no. Oh, because he went to the Leafs and because he put on a fucking suit for a few years. Well, Shanahan yeah. was tough dude. as shit, dude.
1: I used to have his curve. I loved his curve. Why don't
0: you like you Shanahan, dude? Shanahan was tough as fuck. I and he had a goatee, dude. dude. People with goatees immediately do not fuck with.
1: That's the beard thing.
0: I do. getting,
2: he doesn't seem like he would shake my hand. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, I think Shanahan would. I think he would. I agree or disagree. I don't think he'd shake
0: my hand. All right. We're, we're an hour and six minutes in, so we're going to have to fly through this deadline. Yeah, that's fine, man. Uh, Anaheim, You're they got fly through once, the they hear,
1: once they hear it's three of us, people just are expecting – a okay. boomer and it's the trade deadline extravaganza so yeah. don't worry about it so hold on right now we're an hour six in if it's too much for you pause now go to the bathroom make a sandwich Fair. come back on your way home from work on your commute and we'll be right here all three of us yeah and i
2: listen to you guys all the time like i don't fucking make it an hour straight you know what I mean? Like, I'm 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Yeah,
0: okay. Hell, there's no fucking way you listen to 15 minutes and then at a different time during the week, continue on listening to that
2: part. Yeah, I do, do because the last time I listened, I had, I was just coming off the high of going to the Winter Classic, and I had to listen you guys talk about how fucking stupid it is, and it lost its lackluster. <laughs> you it would have had the goddamn time of your life, so I turned that shit off. I turned it off, and I came back a few weeks later. I'm, um, I actually, I've been stewing on this for a minute. Winter class no, like, on TV is pretty irrelevant nowadays. Like, I agree with that. But like the reviews from the Carolina game, my experience at the Bruins game, like people are like, "Oh, like the view sucks." It's like you've been to a baseball game. Like I was on the Green Monster. Like you can see what first is. base from across the fucking field.
0: Like you were on the Green Monster watching it.
2: Yeah, front front row Green Monster. I had, yeah,
0: dude, not everybody gets front row green monster tickets to the fucking. Yeah, but the lights
2: were on the opposite side of the oh field. Those on the first baseline. Okay, That's dude. Like to like tell
0: somebody cool. in the fucking six hundreds, hey, listen, dude, going to hockey games are really cool when you're fucking on the glass, dude.
2: Oh, uh, and dude, the other thing I'll tell this really quick. I'm sorry, you just said it's a long podcast. We you get a Fenway, Frank. Uh, no, I'm actually at baseball games. I'm a sausage and peppers guy. I actually like the sausage and right. peppers. Anyway. No, really, uh, really,
0: really, really quick about the Fenway Frank, though. Did they keep the same like uh menu as a Red Sox game or is it? they don't dude. Food. I was on the yeah, monster, dude. I was on the monster. It was catered. They came up to me. I no, to get up to get no
2: like it was all closed, dude. I had it. I had the choice between like Sam C the beer choices were kind of brutal. There were some negatives, but, yeah. um, We So because we were sitting there, right, like, you know how they do, like, the big thing where, like, they had the American flag drape over Mm -hmm. the Green Monster? They came up to us 10 minutes before. They're like, hey, listen, like, sorry, there's, like, these flag guys. You're going to have to step back really quick, and they're going to just, like, drop the flag. And they're like, but don't let them stand there because if you don't tell them to move, they won't fucking leave. I was like, "What are they talking about?" And I was expecting like they're like this volunteers, professional crew to come. Yeah, dude, it was like the local, like <laughs> the union local, from, like, Quincy, the local
0: Boston militia,
1: dude. Yeah, all Cambridge in- Union <laughs> kids yeah. in like
2: work, like run-down Carhartt gear. Like I loved it. Like they were cool. I talked to them, but I totally understood at that point. Like those guys are fucking loving it. They're like, nah. anyway.
0: I'm surprised you didn't volunteer to help out with the flag, dude. That's what I would have done, dude. But. Yeah, you're a hero, dude.
3: Not everybody
0: <laughs> bleeds red, wine and blue. All right, <laughs> um, trade deadline time. Uh, we're just gonna go team by team and we're gonna talk about who and what they got. There you go. All right, so Anaheim, they got hey, Brock.
1: No, how about this? Why don't you read them and then we'll comment?
0: I thought that's what I was gonna do. Right, you didn't just say. Don't read
1: too fast, dude. Really enunciate. These are some tough words, probably, for you,
0: Brock. <laughs> Brock McGinn. And a 2024 third from the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is Anaheim,
1: you're talking Anaheim,
0: about Anaheim, Andre Schuster, Nikita Nestoranko, and a 2025 fourth round pick from the Minnesota Wild.
1: Um, it's not bad. I mean, it's not I feel like is a good
0: player. Is he not a yeah. good player? I feel like he's solid.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think he's solid. I mean, he's not lighting the world on fire, but they need steady players.
0: I feel like he always scores when they play the Rangers like that guy always scores against a certain... I, I i wish is there a way that is there a website they can look up and see how many goals a player has on a certain goalie probably if they uh, i a...
2: i didn't want to throw this out there with Anaheim i feel like all the shitty teams chicago, nashville, arizona they all got a ton of assets like really Anaheim in the offseason they signed Klingberg obviously we'll get to where he goes he plays like shit. They get like a fourth round pick for him. Like, they have guys like Henrik. To me, Adam Henrik's a guy that like Anaheim. What are you doing with him? Like, I'm sure if you ate Adam Henrik's salary, someone would have given like a second minimum. Like, I just thought from Anaheim's perspective, you're tanking. All there's so many sellers and or buyers in the East. What the
1: fuck are you doing? Well, I think that what they did is to keep the the play hard and tank for Bernard going. They got enough guys at the middle of the road to keep them floating along, and they just acquired picks to not upset the apple cart. Like the worst thing that could happen to Anaheim is they got in some new players and they ripped off like twelve wins in fifteen games.
2: Yeah, and I know. You know what I mean, I, I agree, but all well, I'm not saying they should have brought players in. I'm just saying they should have sold fucking everybody. Like oh, this well, is this is your they want team.
1: To have some stuff for when. If they get Bedard, too, it's oh, a tight line they got to walk.
2: Yeah, I, it's just like, is John Gibson going to be in the McTavish, Zegris, possibly Bedard window? Like, I know the goalie Trican. market is kind of tough. Like,
0: I don't I don't know. I just, if I was Anaheim, I would have tried to sell the fucking house. It's hard to sell the house when you got a guy like Frankie Vitrano and Ryan Stroma on the team, two good guys there. Uh, <laughs> Arizona, Jacob Voracek in a sixth in 2023 from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Michael Kesserling in a 2023 third from the Edmonton Oilers, a 2025 con- conditional third-round pick from the Rangers, Brett Ritchie and Connor Mackey from Calgary, and a conditional first-round pick that's top five protected. If that happens, it goes into 2024. And a 2024 conditional uh, second-round pick, if they reach the Eastern Conference Finals, it becomes a first-round pick, and a 2026 second-round pick.
3: Sheesh. That was a lot I, 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 I wish I had the training. stat. It's,
0: isn't it like fifty six percent of their cap goes to players that aren't even playing, yeah. or something like that?
1: And they and they're like a bank, like Minnesota, hold them for other people's salary. I just think it was hilarious that they traded the Richies for each other.
0: Yeah, you know, you know what
2: pisses me off about Arizona though the and the Richie story is great. Chickering, right? So they've been dangling Chickering for fucking ever. They take on the Jacob Voracek money. You just mentioned it, like half of their salary. Goes to guys who don't play for them. And then it turns out that part of the reason they didn't get as much as they wanted it for Chicron is because they refused to eat any of his fucking salary. Yeah. Like, isn't that what you guys do? They were I like, know. wait, no, we can't eat. It was like a
1: tough bill to die on, you know? Bomb that
3: that that you team. <laughs> yeah, Bomb it was
1: it was team. it was a weird, it was a weird hard line to take after everything else they did. They, remember they they had um uh they had like prongers money for like five years after he was retired. Remember, Bobby Benilla, dude?
2: They're probably yeah. paying Rick DiPietro right now.
0: <laughs> um, all right, so Buffalo, Jordan Greenway from Minnesota. Uh, all right, uh, the Bruins, we'll talk about the Beast, dude. Um, so here's the thing we're gonna talk about the Rangers a little bit, we're gonna talk about the Leafs in a little bit, we're gonna talk about how they got like these big name guys, right? You look at the Bruins. I wouldn't really consider any of these guys big-name guys, but you guys absolutely 1,000% addressed. There aren't any issues on your team. You just made your hard-to-play-against team even harder to play against.
1: Does that make sense? I don't remember if it was a group text between the three of us or the last time Hal was on the podcast, and you asked us what we'd want the Bruins to do at the deadline.
3: Mm -hmm. And
1: we both said a defensive depth and an asshole up front.
0: Well, it makes sense because every year you guys go to the playoffs and Brandon Carlo fucking gets hurt. Okay, right.
1: So what they did. Am I wrong they...
0: about that? I'm not even being a dick. Is he no, not? No, he gets year? hurt. I mean,
2: he gets injured
1: before, before the playoffs,
0: dude. But yeah, but, yeah, but he, okay. So you you mentioned this, and you do that immediately with the, with your first deal. You get Garnet Hathaway, who spits. Well, on no, He's they a exceeded it
1: player. in the first in the first deal because Orlov's a top four.
0: Yes, and you got Orlov. So yeah. you got you got all this, and I'm immediately thinking this is going to fucking suck to play against this team. Minnesota.
1: Hathaway's a dick.
0: It's awful, right? Uh, I don't know who Shane Bowers is.
1: He's a depth player, but he's a good prospect.
0: So, I'm thinking the Bruins are fucking done. I'm like, they got their people, they got their defensemen, and then I fucking wake up on trade deadline day to a text from Hal saying, we got Tyler Batuzzi, and I'm like, you have got to be fucking
1: kidding me, dude. Like, <laughs> L T I R Taylor Hall got hurt. This is if you guys don't win the cup, is
0: this like the biggest waste of now? I'm not gonna say talent, but biggest waste of a well put together hockey team of all time. If you oh. guys are teetering, are you guys aren't you guys teetering on breaking the record for the most wins and like points in NHL history? Or yeah. Like there yeah. so here's my thing. Here's the other side of it. Is there a lot of pressure now? I feel like there isn't because of the makeup you guys have. And I think Bergeron and Marchand understand like, okay, cool. If we get that, whatever. But I really don't think they give a fuck about that. I think they give a fuck about winning a cup, which is. Well, I
1: think the, the biggest thing too, is that remember going into the season, me included, everyone said they have to stay close while McAvoy and Marshawn were out, and look what they did. I mean, so, I I told you they
0: were going to be good.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. No, but I, they, I, I absolutely I, think, not. I was one of the people that said no. they
0: might not make the playoffs because Marshawn's
3: out until the. End.
1: But they, but they, they have already exceeded expectations, and I think their veteran core leadership is enough to ride them through. You know, I I don't I think there's pressure on them, but I think their pressure is the strive for excellence that they put on themselves. I don't think it's outside pressure. All right. Here, I think Montgomery. I think if, if they still had, uh, uh, Butchie, then it would be a different type of pressure. Yeah. Right. Cause he had everybody kind of walking around on eggshells by the end of his time. Uh, Cassie, I blanked on his name, but, um, I think Montgomery keeps good vibes.
0: I think two things. My first thing, if this was the Rangers, I think this affects Kreider and Zabinajad a hell of a lot more than it affects Bergeron and Martian, which is something I've been saying for fucking years. Well,
1: that's one of my notes. We can, I can tell you this now. I wrote it down. The game that the Rangers played the Bruins the other night or the other afternoon, whenever it was Saturday, mm-hmm. I didn't think Kreider and Zabinajad were playing unless, except for Zabinajad on the playoffs. They disappeared. They disappeared. And then my second thing, they obviously won a cup not,
0: well, I guess it is kind of long ago. It feels like it's not that long ago, but. Is this that like when you guys won the cup? How you felt about that team compared to how you feel about this team? Are there any similarities? Like, it, like do you guys when they won the cup, were you like this is a special group, and now you feel like this is a special group? Or did when you guys won the cup, you went to the playoffs not really knowing what was going to happen? Like, did you guys know that you were a wagon? I, I these are just questions that I have. I felt
2: I felt this way about the twenty nineteen team, which is probably bad, but I just remember like. 2019 it's like the similar like you can just tell like when a team likes each other do you know what i mean like yeah. when they're boys like 2019 they were, i just remember right around the trade deadline they were like getting hammered at disney world and shit and it was like all right cool like we're going on a run you know what i mean yeah. i don't really have like a specific example to go off of on that for this season but like It just kind of seems like it's like the boys. Um, I think there was a video
1: today. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but they do the the pucks and paddles. I think they call it like a charity thing. They play ping pong with fans. You can bid to go and all this.
3: Probably Uh,
1: copying
0: Dominic Moreland. Okay.
1: Garnett Hathaway was. Like, such a big personality in the video I saw. He had, like, kids. He was running through the crowd, high-fiving. He was getting everybody fired up. And I'm like, he's been here, like, a week and a half, and this is how he's acting. Fucking great.
0: I think you can almost tell, like, what Hal just mentioned. Like, you said you don't know if there's any points where, like, they're boys. I think you can honestly just tell by the coaching, right? Like, DeBrusque wants to be there. Krejci came back. Uh, you, like you can tell like you guys, and you also mentioned a good point because back in 13, what's, I think it was 13, 14, when the Rangers went to the cup, like I kind of felt that about them, like their fourth line was Boyle, Dorset, and more. And you're like, okay, like this team's going to fuck third line, Pugliet, Zuccarello, Brassard. It was like, holy shit. Like they're really good. I get where you're coming from when you say that. And I just, I don't know. I kind of want to say, I'd be nervous if I was you guys, but at the same time, like I don't. Like I watched that game the other night uh, when you guys got dominated by the flames and I still bet the Bruins and they won.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so,
2: yeah. I mean, it's the playoffs, dude. I feel like they could easily lose. I don't know. I have confidence. I have a lot of confidence in the team. I think they can beat anybody, but like, Anything
1: can fucking happen. I'm I as a as a as a Bruins fan, I'm cautiously optimistic.
0: Yeah, as your first two lines can pump the fucking net full of pucks, and then your second two lines nobody wants to be on the ice if those guys are out there. Like <laughs> it's like, I know. fuck. And then and then at one point or another, you're gonna have McAvoy on the ice. You're gonna have Dimitri Orlov on the ice, and I don't know who your third set. Of Campus Lindo yeah whoever that is like you guys you guys are gonna have like pretty i also thought it was cool when orlov scored how happy the boys were when they went in and like fucking celebrated with them i don't think orlov's ever felt that in his life
1: like, he's got more points in like eight games than he had all year with washington or yeah, something like
2: that of the week i this is a uh, side note because i know you just shit on crider but hathaway and crider playing on like the same line in prep school hockey he, like, that must have been one of the craziest prep school teams ever and Phillips and, Andover's a bunch of nerds, so it kind of checks out. Like, Hathaway went to Brown, like, Crider's a nerd. But they
0: that was probably sick to watch. I wish that they had like, pictures of what their dorm rooms looked like and you would have Chris Crider's room and Garnet Hathaway's room and you could immediately tell who was staying in your
1: <laughs> You want to talk about the only guy who doesn't look tough with a fucking goatee is Crider. Good I'm Lord.
0: like a fucking idiot, dude.
1: <laughs> um, Buffalo, Jordan Greenway. Uh
0: Where is he from in New York? He's from New York. In
2: New York, brother.
0: Stanton, Stanton, did did New York. I...
2: I, yeah i think they gave up like a second and something else and he can't score so like i want to hate it but i don't know if you watched last night he was bullying somebody on the ice like buffalo
0: is fun to watch i just wanted to throw yeah. that out there yeah they no. are they're, and after they're goalie and maybe another score away from like really fucking doing
1: their, their goalies job. playing at northeastern it up so yeah
2: and i know like a lot of times guys don't want
0: to play where they're from but like I feel like the
2: Sabers are the exception, and I know like people. If you're not from New York City and you play for the Sabers, it's like their hometown team. But it's like Tuck's from Syracuse, right? Because like Syracuse isn't Buffalo. People act
0: like Tuck's from Buffalo.
1: Yeah, it's but Tuck's he wanted Syracuse. to play there, the though.
0: The only reason Tuck is a Sabres fan is because of Chris Drury. Yes, yeah, I don't know what that. What you're well, think about it. Think about how old he is. The Sabers were—they were like really good there for a couple years when they had Drury, Briere, off. Like they were nasty yeah. during that little stretch of time. Like that would. So again, it's just another New York Ranger who's making the league better.
2: I'm just saying. I just think it's one of the few teams where like hometown players seem to thrive. So right, like AJ Greer at the Bruins.
1: It. Grew up a <laughs> Bruins fan and finally got there.
0: Got there. I cannot believe that you guys still think that he grew up a Bruin fan. That's I said. don't. <laughs>
1: that's what he says. Um,
0: Calgary, Dryden Hunt. Um, this is like his 15th year. And yeah. they got Nick Ritchie and Troy Stretcher, Stretcher from Arizona. Um, I don't really want to talk about Calgary. Can we move on? Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Jesse, Jesse Puliyarvi went to Edmonton. This could be interesting because him and Sebastian Ajo played a little world junior with each other and like national team and shit. This is a kid who never really I don't think he ever really you know made his mark in Edmonton it was always kind of higher expectations for where he's at if there's a place that you can go and be familiar with one of your countrymen's greatest players right now and a coach who seems to get the best out of his players this would be a pretty good setup for
1: him well, I think pullarve one of those de- he's one of those guys that doesn't operate well in the fishbowl right mm-hmm. so he goes to Carolina and no one's paying attention barely yeah. might he uh, might drive.
2: I don't give a shit about Pugliarvi. That doesn't make a difference to me, but Gostis Bear, right, who they also got um, four – I think he's got four points in two games, all four points on the power play. I know Brett Burns is there now, but if you look at Carolina, they're like 20th in the league in power play, I want to say. They're the, only,
3: they're
2: the only team in the playoff picture um, who isn't
0: like top 16 in, pl- in like power play percentage or something. I and think that's a good more thing, dude. You bitch so much about getting on the power play. By the time you get on the power play, you're kind of like, oh, my God, Coach finally shut up.
2: I guess, that's yeah. I, I don't know. I know he, Look, saw, he I just, saw.
1: There's your power play, you big baby. Yeah,
2: he's got a power play specialist now. I think I think that's
0: kind of like the key move they made. I can't wait for them to be eliminated in the first round.
2: Um, yourself, you sell Carolina. Brownie, what are your thoughts on Carolina?
1: I hate them. I
2: mean, they're a very I good team. They're, they're a very good
1: game. team. Last year, I was like, oh, their goalies are hurt. Fuck yeah, give them the Bruins. And we all know how that worked out. I just can't stand teams like Carolina, Toronto, St. Louis, where it's all fucking the devils, where everybody's, I fucking hate it. Absolutely drives me crazy. And Rod the Bod's a fucking whiny twat. I've said it multiple times on this podcast.
0: You're more than welcome to come on the podcast if you ever want to. And confront me. Having that realization that it was Rod the Bod that started the uh, storm surge was pretty hilarious to me. Yeah, too. that was. I would. I would have bet my life that that'd be the last person I would have thought that would have done that. But, <laughs> but then when he said Justin Williams got involved, I'm like, okay, that kind of makes a little bit more sense. Captain Clutch. Um, Chicago, Andreas England, Anton in uh, a 2025 second, Andy Walensky, a conditional 2023 second, and a 2025 fourth. Joey Anderson, Pavel Gog. Gogolev a first and a second from Toronto Nikita Zaitsev a 2023 second and a 2026 fourth from Ottawa and Austin Wagner
1: Chicago has been promoting if you look at any of their stuff they're like 14 picks in the next you know that they're promoting this they're trying to spin anything like hey forget about how we fucked Patrick Kane on the way out the door
0: yeah did I'm glad they
2: did Brownie did you make this list yeah Come on, dude! Bruins' greatest prospect ever, Anders Bjork, went oh, to the right, Blackhawks. Right. Three right. assists last night. Three assists last night. He's they back. traded him hometown boy.
1: They traded him for um. Oh, what they what the GM the GM? What's the uh, <laughs> shovel day right for Buffalo? Yeah. He said, "I promised Anders that we would send him where he could play." Was his quote? It's the worst team. <laughs> yeah.
0: Three apples. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Colorado gets Jack Johnson well, they get former Rangers Jack Johnson, Keith Kincaid and ugh, Gustav Riall dude. Gustav guys the season is over, but it's worth it so um are you guys surprised kind of like Colorado being stagnant? I don't think they're either. that good dude they're not gonna win. We already know why they're not gonna win because they have the worst fucking goalie in the league. they're n- they're Kincaid. not gonna fucking do anything. They fucked themselves when they signed him. The moment they signed him, they went from Stanley Cup contender to just, oh, well. Uh,
1: (laughs) Landisgog's still not playing, right?
0: Nah, I don't know. I don't think he's back. I'm going to say something. I'll wait until we get to the team. Uh, Columbus, John Gillies, Jonathan Quick, who then got packaged to Vegas, uh, yep. Michael Hutchinson, uh, fifth from Minnesota. The Jonathan Quick thing was crazy. They play a game. He gets out. It's like midnight on the East Coast. And they're like, okay. He had to fly it.
1: back with the team.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that hey, was. I wonder if they're
1: crazy. still doing that statue.
0: That was probably fucking awkward. And he
3: was
1: pissed, right? Didn't they? think oh, yeah. he was
0: pissed?
1: He was livid.
0: But now he's on Vegas, which I think I really hope they play.
1: Did you see Columbus were well, like, thanks for the memories, and put out a picture yeah. and everything? It was yeah. great.
0: Well, I'm sure he was pumped that they traded him.
1: Like, thanks. Oh, for I'm sure. Him. I'm sure they told him immediately. Listen, yeah. we're going to move you. Yeah.
0: I got like,
2: two takes on him. One, listen, he's in a great American goalie, legend yep. of the yep. Kings, one cups, Hall of so, Famer. Like, how many yep. times can you lose your job to like Phoenix Copley um, or that it's kid cool. that they signed to the contract last year, P- Cal Pit, Peterson? Or like, do you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, but so from what everyone says about Quick, he's that guy that if he it's like the Tom Brady thing you know what I mean quicks that guy that oh you gave up on me now watch me fucking light the world on fire
2: yeah and I, I if I was the Kings I'd be terrified to play him in the playoffs but oh, like, I hope think, it happens
1: right won't that be great yeah yeah I would
2: I would absolutely love that I just like last year he had an 876 save percentage in the playoffs like do you know what I mean like I don't I, well, that I think they're better
1: Drew Doughty too remember for the Kings. Remember, Doughty was out for the playoffs last true, year. True, true. I
0: just I think, think he had the playoffs this year, too, because the Keiondre spit uh, affected him so much that he got a three-game suspension. So we don't know if he's going to be available for
1: playoffs. So, so you're saying Kyandre Miller had some transferable, like, sexual disease that he that's gave? Not what, that's
0: him? not what I'm saying. That, that's, no. what the, that's what the league is saying by suspending okay. three games. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> Dallas, Evgeny Dadanov Dadino, from Montreal. Montreal retained 50%, and they got Max Domi and Dylan Wells. I saw Max Domi scored the other night. Fink Dude, listen, big Domi can, I go,
1: can, I go, can I go on a little bit of a tangent here? Mm-hmm. I can't stand Max Domi, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's very overrated, number one. Number two, and I've long stand this. Any of my former players that are listening to this know exactly what I'm going to say when I talk about this guy. Fuck Mark Wahlberg, okay? So Wahlberg is buddies with, with Domi's dad, Ty Domi. And did you see this fucking chooch put on a Dallas jersey? He's like, oh, I wish he was on my Bruins and put on a fucking Dallas with Domi. Fuck you. Don't say my Bruins and then put on a Dallas sweater. You can both fuck off. There you Especially go. Especially when
2: you're the, you're the guy who left the Patriots Falcon Super Bowl when they were – uh Down 28 to 3 at halftime. And you're
1: also the guy who found Jesus when you wanted to get your fucking hate crime expunged. So you could get a license.
0: Counter argument. You guys signed Mitch Miller, so maybe he just, he's over with your guys' (laughs) answer.
2: I was just going to say, like, we can't forget if Mark Wahlberg was on that plane.
1: Oh, yeah. Fuck him. How disrespectful (laughs) is that? Fucking asshole. (laughs) That's something Kevin would say.
3: (laughs) <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, Go uh, to Detroit. Uh Detroit,
0: uh 2023 conditional first from the Islanders and a second from Vancouver, a fourth from Minnesota, Dylan McLaughlin, 2025, seventh from St. Louis, a 2024 first, and a 2025 fourth from Boston. So they, they got their picks, which is good yep. for a team that's gonna be rebuilding. I, I'm good with what Detroit did, I think,
1: right? Yeah, I think it was smart. They got the most they could out of the assets they had, you know, and Stevie Y. I mean, you look what he built in Tampa Bay. No one can fall. You know, you got to believe in him until it goes south, right?
2: I guess we can get oh, – we'll get to
0: a Vancouver. Philip Horonic is a weird one to me. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We'll get to it.
0: Um, so, this is what – remember a little bit ago, I was like, I'm going to mention this, whatever. I don't – this is my team to beat in the West. I just think this is McDavid's year to kind of go off.
1: Well, this this first one could have been the key.
0: You look at – well, I, I almost think the second one. I think – You look at what the Bruins did, I think that made them way better. You look at what the Rangers did, and you have your fingers crossed that these guys are going to produce. Same with Toronto with O'Reilly. I think them picking up Matias Ekholm makes them a so much harder team to play against because he is a motherfucker, dude. He's a big body. He hacks all the fucking time. They got Nick Bukestad to add a little bit more depth to that fourth-line center role with Cam Deneen. I don't know who Patrick Pustala is. But I'm looking at the teams in the West, and the only team that if the Rangers were to play in a seven-game series that I would be worried about, and I'm not even trying to be cocky remotely, I would be worried about the Oilers and quite literally nobody else.
1: I think you still have I'm, to worry about Colorado just because of the weapons.
0: Yeah, until you you just put a puck on net.
1: Well, then it's like eight, seven games, right? We, we got sidetracked with the
2: Mark Wahlberg, but I actually, the stars to me... Are kind of a sneaky team because I I do believe like Ottinger might be one of the few goalies that could go on a crazy run. Against yeah. yeah that's fair. Know good call. But I, I just, still I think would that the Oilers
0: it. are the favorites. I would envision Patrick Kane and Tarasenko and Panarin just putting Nils Lundqvist in a blender, though. So I'm not too worried about them. But with the Oilers, I would be. Um, Florida did nothing. They're all set. No They're thanks. Um, the Kings got Vladislav Gavrikov and Jonas Corposalo. I don't like what they did to Quick, but I think this is a pretty good deal for them.
1: I don't know much about it's this an guy. from, like what Hal was saying about Quick's numbers last year. Corpusal is an upgrade from that. Mm-hmm. If Quick goes on a run and regains some of his old form, then it won't be. But I mean,
0: and I don't know anything about this Vladislav guy. He just got brought up a ton because it was a he was like the defenseman that nobody knew about every year that comes across the deadline. Where it's like this is the most guy that everybody wants. He isn't, he, isn't he?
1: Isn't so he like there. a big stay-at-home guy? couldn't
0: tell you yeah know. he
2: is he is he actually scored a goal in his first or i think it was his third game now school scored, scored a goal last night i think by all accounts like if i was reading actually some king's blogs about it because this guy had me curious Because now how yarmo kekalainen was crying that don sweeney left him at the table and he thought the deal was done
3: yeah.
2: um dna dude so <laughs> that's that's when you're supposed to talk about mitchell miller but they um they're basically saying that Gavrikov reminds them kind of like Willie Mitchell when they went on playoff runs, which makes sense. A lot of people saying he's been their best defense from the first three games. Like, I, I don't know. I was happy the Bruins passed on him and it ended up with Orloff, but I think Gavrikov is like pretty big guy. And if you, if you think about the Kings, like they have some young D, Mikey Anderson, uh, that Walker kid. Do uh, you know what I'm talking about, Sean Walker? Yeah. We used to have like a Kings. Super fan He used to talk about him. I don't know if you remember that. that <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but Walker was quoted after, like, an intermission the other night, being like, "Gavrikov saved my ass like ten times this
1: game already." Isn't so, he? He's like a he's like a big like a uh, like a Hal Gill, but that can skate, right?
2: Yeah, he's a little bit smaller. He he's not like overly like throws huge hits, but he's definitely like cross checking for on the net block. He's got shot, that so...
1: huge reach too, doesn't he? Yeah, and just like yeah. Russian strength. Hell,
0: yeah. I haven't heard the name Willie Mitchell in years. Thank you for that.
3: Great player, though,
0: right? He's player. <laughs> he really was. Like, and they got Zach McEwen hmm. for Brennan Lemieux. I think that's a good deal for the Kings. Zach that's McEwen would be good for the fucking playoff run. Nate Were Sharno you a Skidari
2: guy, guy? either of you? Um, the so,
0: only Skidari uh, I story I know is Jay Latula, a friend of the program, played at Clarkson. He played with Skidari's brother. And Skidari's brother uh, hated Brandon Dubinsky because Brandon Dubinsky cheap shot Rob Skidari one time. That's really the only Skidari story I have. So Love it. Um, They remember it. Uh, Minnesota, Gustav Nyquist, Marcus Johansson, Andre Svetlikov, a fifth from Washington, a a second and a 20, and a fifth from Buffalo, a fourth from Toronto, Oscar Sundquist from Detroit, and John from Anaheim. Out of all these, I like Sunquist and isn't Nyquist like kind of low key? Can score some goals.
1: You want to talk about guys who can score goals? You want to take a little bit of a playoff run? Marcus Johansson has that ability still.
0: Oh yeah, he was just like the Eric Hala for you guys—the best fucking second liner in the league. When Mojo, played, right? Third
1: yeah. line. He was third line. He was great with Charlie Coyle.
2: They, um, yeah, I think Johansson. I don't know. I'm kind. Of, it's weird because Johansson, I think, makes sense on the third line, right? They struggle to score goals. They already have a ton of grit and sandpaper. They have like defensive centers up the middle, so they get a couple of scoring wings. Nyquist, I think he's got three shorties on the year. He's just like your typical like Swedish veteran, 40 points a year, plays the right way kind of guy. But I also, and I don't know if you guys got the same feeling, I'm kind of out on Billy Guerin right now. Like John Klingberg sucked this year. I understand. Like, he's, on there for, power
1: play he's on guy. there for two things. Outlets and power play. That's it. They, I, Garen, on one of the interviews I listened to, Garen was basically like, he, he didn't come out and say this, but he was like, Yeah, we understand defensively, he's not that good. That <laughs> was basically what he was saying. I know. I just, and I agree. Well, like do like
2: they
0: to like facilitate that. the Toronto deal. That's why you're lashing out on Billy Garen
2: right now. Well, no, they did that. They did it for the Bruins, too. They ate Sally for the Bruins, which is the yeah. other thing. It's like, I know they only ate like maybe 500,000 or something like that on both trades, but it's like maybe like mix in one more player. I know they moved Greenway out. They're in cap hell for like the next three years because of the buyouts from the worst free agency of all time. I was just kind of surprised to be him being the guy like grabbing fourth round picks for retained money. You know, that's usually bottom. That's Arizona business. How many teams are in the playoff
0: picture are retaining salary? You guys are talking about Marcus Johansson like he's like this fucking great player. How much happy are you guys at your third line now compared to having him on it?
1: Right now, this year. Not like that. Oh, yeah, ago. but he was on the Bruins like five years ago. I'm just saying yeah, right. he he can go short spurts still, you know. I know. Year, I'm he, right, can, right. he can make a difference.
0: Never been a mojo guy. I am so a you're mojo. You're <laughs> um, Montreal, Dennis Guiriano from Dallas and Frederick Allard from
1: the Kings. Make you it look like you're not tanking. Like, That's what that was.
2: I know he's always injured. Like, do you ever think a guy like Gallagher could get traded? They'd have to eat a ton of salary. But I just feel like there's a couple guys on that team. Montreal probably doesn't want to sell even though they stink. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I f- I feel like Montreal is a whole different environment. You know, they're like almost like that Toronto bubble. And if they yeah. start selling, it's, it's going to be like Vancouver riots.
2: Yeah, good point.
0: Um, Nashville, it's a second pick from Pittsburgh. Cal Foot, a 2023 third, fourth, fifth, 2024 second, and a 2025 first from Tampa for Tanner Janot. a 2024 second from Winnipeg. Uh, Tyson Berry, Reed Schaefer, 2023 first, and a 2024 fourth from Edmonton. Erasmus Asplund from the Buffalo Sabres. A lot of picks, I think, in terms of getting the biggest haul for a player, definitely goes to Predators for the Tanner sure. Janot deal, however. You see Tampa do this every fucking year, and Tampa always goes on these long runs. And at the time you're like, What the fuck are they doing? And it always works out. So I thought Poyle
2: did a great job. That's why I'm like kind of questioning the teams that didn't do anything. Like he saw the return on shit. I thought he did a really good job maximizing Jano. He got home, ton of stuff for Ekholm too. Like they're loaded with picks. And they're not that bad. Like I feel bad for Ryan McDonough, probably not what he expected. Um <laughs> But I, for Poils like, goodbye Nashville, I would say A-plus job. Also, yeah. I'm a big Erasmus Asplund guy. I was kind of shocked that Buffalo moved on from him. I thought he was a good bottom six.
1: I Plus him. Not only him, but I think that uh, Tyson Berry, how happy is he right now? He's like, thank God I'm in Nashville. I mean, yeah. just, he's been it's the like, whipping boy for, like, the last five years, everywhere he's been.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Like, I was thinking about that, too. Like, yeah, he was on a cup contender. And I know he was like kind of like a, a player favorite in that locker room. Like, no income tax, like, no one's yelling at you anymore. Like, right. he seems like a guy who just likes to drink beers and be on the power play. And I think that's a good spot for that them. video
0: of him walking in meeting everybody was so fucking awkward, though. Oh, once <laughs> I did say, hey, I'm Tyson. Like, oh, yeah. it, was, it was, it was, yeah, it was strange.
2: That um, is awkward, though. It's kind of shitty for them to film that and put that out.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, the Devils, they got their guy, Timo Meyer. Uh, Tamara Brionimov, Scott Harrington, S- Santeri Hotkaka, Zachary Edson. When I was
1: typing this up, I was laughing because I'm insane, like, good man.
0: luck, kid. And
3: then 2024
0: <laughs> fifth from San Jose, and they also got Curtis Lazar. So, obviously, Timo Someone Meyer threw a
1: bunch of Scrabble tiles down the stairs.
0: Timo <laughs> Meyer was obviously the, the big get, but I also think Curtis Lazar helps him out quite a bit. Curtis
1: Lazar, not only did they get Curtis Lazar, but he's got, I think, two more years at term. It's mm-hmm. a great pickup. Now. I mm-hmm. love Curtis Lazar.
2: I did too. I really like Lazar. I liked what they did. Ked's going to hate this right now. I thought I'm a big Timo Meyer guy. I think, at, what do you say? What do all hockey players say? Pucks on net. No one puts more pucks on the net in the league than Timo Meyer. And they're putting him on a line with yes for Bratt and Jack Hughes. Like Ked can Ked can deny this all he wants. I know it's a hodgepodge weird group of guys. Yes for Bratt and Jack Hughes both have crazy vision. The passes that those two guys make and like, their like electricity is off the board. Their talent's off the board. Like obviously their grit, their ability to win the playoffs—that's all questionable. But like I just think that is a that's a very good line. He sheer now has a better line. You look at a guy like Holloway now gets the slot in the third line. Miles Woods on the fourth line again, and he's like fucking mucking it up, Miles Wood style. I just think their whole team like Miles Wood, Lazar, like that all makes sense. Like uh, who's that kid? Who's there? Like Dawson Mercer, he's been lighting it up. I know there's questions in goalie. I still don't like their D that much. Uh, but I love their trade deadline. Ken, I don't know if you want a rebuttal, but I will give Ken one positive nugget. Uh, here's Timo Myers' stats tonight no goals, no assists, um, a minus four, no shots, and one penalty that they scored. Quite the, like play- I, hey,
0: quite the playmaker. Who are they playing? He's not a playmaker,
1: you fucking idiot. He's listening.
3: Where what what they playing?
2: Uh, I don't know who the Devils played. Uh, they played the Leafs. You talk about oh, a team, though.
1: You say it's a bunch of weird guys. Clearly, Dougie Hamilton is like the second coming there. The guy has yeah. been like an, a round peg in a square hole everywhere, and they yeah. loved him. And
2: the weird thing that's so weird to me, like, and you just pumped me down so much, I was kind of feeling the Devils for a minute, and then it's like. How's that feel? Yeah. So, yep, yep. I still think I still think it was a good trade deadline. No,
1: it was a good trade deadline, but they don't have a goalie. They they're a palms up eh, team, which never works in the playoffs. When you know, <clears throat> Jack Hughes, the game that the Bruins played against Devils, he avoided contact. We talked about it, Ked. He avoided contact like five or six times. Just gave up the puck. Yeah. So for all your skill and talent, and then you go in the All Star game and you're on a you're you're on a line with Sid and, Ovi and you don't get a point. Yeah. I'm good. I,
0: with the Devils, if you shut down Jack Hughes in a seven game series, you're going to win that series.
2: 100. I think that's going to be harder said than done. Again,
0: it's almost um, like you just need one player who can throw a hit that can change an entire series. I don't if know. I'm if
2: I'm Miles Wood, I one of the fastest like. North South skaters in the league. I'm just uh running your goalie, the Rangers goalie. I can't even think of his name because I just can't get Sir Oaken off my mind right now. Last year's who's last, the other, last the year, New York City goalie. Last year's Vesna winner. Yeah, Yarrow
1: Halak. That's the that's the Rangers goalie. Thank
2: you. Thank you, Brownie. I knew he'd fight for the Bruins. <laughs>
0: uh Islanders. They went, they got Bo Horvat and they also big deal Pierre ingvall from uh Toronto. So out um, away, Lou. Um we're gonna talk about the Rangers now uh they got vladimir tarasenko nico mikula tyler mott from ottawa patrick kane anton blee and wyatt Kalinick. um tarasenko it seemed like he took a couple games to kind of figure it out but he kind of i mean dude he's he's looking pretty decent right now um tyler mott got hurt on a dirty hit by austin watson which i'll talk about in a little bit Look, but and they got Patty Kane, which was kind of crazy because everybody thought, you know, you're going to get Tarasenko, Kane's out the window. Kane still wanted to go to New York, and the Rangers have been playing with like 11 forwards and 5D to make sure that that happened.
1: Um, I'm not I'm not giving you a hard time. This is mm-hmm. not – I'm not trying to piss you off. The game I watched, the only <laughs> – I will already laughing. The only game I've watched of the Rangers since the trade deadline was against the Bruins, Patrick Kane looked fucking miserable. Miserable. Mm-hmm. I don't know – I don't know what it is. I know to read and body language is, is is a fool's game, but he just did not look like he was enjoying himself. And they were in it at the time. They wasn't until the you know, I'm not talking about when the game was out, you know.
0: I think I a couple know. of things kind of go into this. The fact that playing with eleven Fords and five D definitely suck. I think no, that's fact, fair. Yeah. I think the fact that there were they got Kane and there was no practices. They haven't had a practice up until I think today. Um, yeah, they play yeah, Thursday. four days off right yeah and yeah. they play Thursday so I think the practice will definitely help the power play click and shit like that um on paper dude yeah it I looks agree. really fucking good like your first line is going to be Kreider, Zibanejad, Tarasenko like
1: so Tarasenko's by himself
0: <laughs> your second line is going to be Patty Kane, Vincent Trochak, Artemi Panarin your third line Capo Kapokako, Alexi Lafreniere and then a fourth line of Tyler Mop, Barkley Goudreau and uh who am I fucking blanking on right now? Who the fuck am I blanking on right now?
1: Your fourth oh, your line?
0: Team, yeah, fourth line. Mott, Gaudreau, Oh, Jimmy VC,
1: classic. Oh, VC, right, right, right. And then you're gonna VC VC was scrapping with somebody in the Bruins game.
0: Was it Cliffy? No, Forbert
2: threw it like, no, forbert, right, yeah, right? Right,
1: right, right. Made <laughs> me think of Chara and uh Brendan Smith. Like, Corbett's like, someone come get him. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> um, And then, hopefully Lindgren's healthy. Fox, Lindgren, Mikula.
1: Lindgren's um, out now, right?
0: Schneider, yeah, he's out now. And then Trubin Miller, Shesterkin and that. On paper, it looks good. This team's, get, like, on paper, considerably better than last year's team they made to the Eastern Conference Final. A lot of stuff to talk about, man. Like, I know the talent's there. But I look at a team like the Bruins, and I feel like the Bruins are probably a harder team to play against in a seven game series than the Rangers. If, unless the Rangers are fucking putting up eight goals a game, you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of grit there. And I think you need grit. You need guys blocking shots. You need to fucking wear down other teams' defensemen. And I don't, you're not going to like
1: this, but Igor looked leaky to me. The last he couple looked leaky of
0: the whole fucking year, dude. He, yeah. He's saving it for playoffs, just like Crosby. Okay. Um, but, I mean, what else do you guys have? Just fucking anything else? To talk well, about I him? told you about
1: Kreider and Zbigniewicz. I was just blown away by how they disappeared in that Bruins game.
2: I, If I could say anything, I would say my two thoughts. I think Brownie kind of – I agree with Brownie that Kane kind of looks like lost, not disinterested, just kind of like lurking. I, My personal opinion on the Kane thing is people need to let go of, like, the Panarin-Kane-Blackhawks. Like That was such a different dynamic. At that point, Patrick Kane was in his prime – he was the kind of like the he was the man. that could be the catalyst, and Panarin was the new rookie. Rules are yep. reversed now. I think they need to kind of play that way, or I think they need to split it the fuck up. Like I personally thought, Panarin and Tarasenko—the limited games I saw together—I thought it brought more out of Tarasenko yep. than Kane brought out of the other two. And I look at like I know you have the kid line, and you like people love the kid line, but like.
0: Are you going to – I would yeah. – I would if we're going to keep the lines how they are now, I would move Trotrek down and Philip Hill up on that side.
2: I would – I would play – if you could put, like, who's your left wing on the third line, Lafreniere?
0: It's him or Capo.
2: Yeah, if, like, Hedl, Capo, or Lafreniere, and then Kane, to me, would be, like, interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, switch it up. Like, have three scary lines. Be like Phil Kessel on the Penguins, third line. Like, do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. split it up a little bit. Like, you have firepower – and maybe it brings it out of the kids. I don't know. I To me, the Panarin-Kane thing, I'm probably just sick of fucking hearing you people.
1: Well, they're going to have to try it, though, in their defense. they got to try it at yeah. the beginning. And they have time to tinker. I will give you credit, Ked. You, uh, you oh, called man. that short uh, shorthanded goal.
0: Oh, my God. Can we talk about that? How crazy hey, was that? Before you go off on
1: your thing, I just love the fact that Nosek scored and then stuffed his ass right in Igor's face. thought that was fantastic. I was like, fuck yeah, Nosey.
0: I couldn't. I could not fucking believe yeah. that that happened. When he scored, was that Noshik? And then, ran that out Alex, he's like, "Kid, called it. You fucking asshole." I sure did. <laughs> uh, the
2: the other thing on your trade deadline, I'm gonna throw this one out there. I feel like Nico Mikula is gonna get caught in an absolute blender at some point in the playoffs with like a three minute shift with some first line bearing down. I think he's okay in sheltered six minutes. He takes stupid penalties, but for some reason, I thought he was kind of a little bit cooler than he actually
0: fucking is. I well, I think I agree with that. He, uh, he's just a big dumb fucking idiot. And he just <laughs> the fucking stick around the whole time. It's insane, but I don't know. We'll see, man. We will see. Um, if we win the cup, I'll invite you guys to the parade. Thanks buddy. Ottawa future considerations, Julian Gauthier, who's now scoring, of course, Jacob Chickren, the exact opposite of Brendan Shanahan and Patrick Brown from Philly. Um, Whatever. Ottawa's
1: trying to make a little bit of a run here to grab that last spot, or oh, the wild card. I mean, the last wild card spot.
0: Um,
2: Ottawa so- Buffalo last spot would be sick. Also, the the Chicken Grandpa stuff's kind of cool. No,
0: I'm out on Jacob Chicker.
2: I'm in. You know what's I? And I'm curious. I, I'm in on him because he's me, in Ottawa. I kind of like him more now. And someone I forget who it was. It was someone stupid tweeted it out. I thought it was funny. Jacob chicken like. Posted, like, a thank you Arizona video. It got, like, 37 retweets. It's like, and that's why, like, Arizona shouldn't have a hockey team. Do you know what I mean? Like, 37 retweets? It like, could
0: what, be because every year he's been there, he's demanded a trade.
2: Is that why you hate him? Because your
0: captain's a guy who demanded a trade so he could be closer to his girlfriend in grad school. Well, he went to the right fucking team, dude. If you're demanding a trade to the Rangers, it's all for it. But if you're demanding uh, a trade on, on the Rangers and you don't want to go to the right. Rangers, you're a fucking loser. Go to
1: Philly. Uh, Brendan
0: Lemieux in a sixth round from Arizona.
1: I'm
0: sure Lemieux and Cordarella are gonna have a great
1: time. Brendan
2: Lemieux is arguably the most irrelevant person in the NHL. We just sat there and talked about like Zach McEwen being a good pickup for the Kings. If you think about it though, Zach McEwen like was bounced up and down to the AHL this year. Mm -hmm. Like, Zach McEwen was probably the worst forward on arguably the worst forward group in the NHL. And he just got traded for fucking Brendan. I just think he's cooler than Lemieux, dude. Oh, yeah. He's from – McEwen's from like PEI. He's got a six stash, and he could beat Lemieux up.
3: The You're right thing.
2: in the sense that Lemieux is more of like a chaos creator. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be fun to have him in the division. But also, I don't think I've heard from him since like last year.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the, the the Kings, though, it's that addition by subtraction. Wasn't he a huge distraction, and, and not a lot of the guys liked him, allegedly?
2: Also a, a trade request guy, but he requested a trade to the Rangers, so we like him.
0: Exactly, and anytime you hear anybody saying that they don't like Lemieux or D'Angelo, that's strictly because of their politics.
1: Dude, I dislike. i any, before. I've never I heard anything, anything about politics. politics.
0: Well, no, Lemieux, his politics are the same as D'Angelo. This happens to them every team that they go to, everybody says they don't. None of the teammates <laughs> like them, and then they ask the teammates, and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?"
3: I just
2: I feel like that's a hard take, just because. Brennan Lemieux's dad's literally been is known as like the worst teammate that like people loved in the playoffs, but he was the biggest dick ever. Like no Pittsburgh, one liked of him. His are fucking hilarious though. They are hilarious. But like, I think
0: Brendan Lemieux realistically didn't stand a chance because of his dad's reputation.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, Pittsburgh, they got Mikhail Granlin, Peter Dillon, I don't know, uh, Dmitry Kulisov and Nick Bedino. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck can you give you it know? a
2: shot? I don't have the list. Can you just give it a shot?
0: Peter Deliber- deliberator? Deliberator. Deliberator. <laughs> the deliberator. Uh yeah, dangerous. Um it'll be nice to have a year when the penguins don't make the playoffs, and I hope it's this year.
2: I think it is this year, and also Bonino.
1: They love Benino there. They
2: love Benino. Who else did you say they got? Uh, Kulikov. Kulikov and
1: Granland. What is this like? What, they're just getting washed up, guys. They, <laughs> they're bringing it's like the reunion tour. What the
3: hell is that? Uh, I, dude, I didn't swear this the
1: Rolling Stones' last North American tour. You got to buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, so. Th- this is all news to me. I did not know the Penguins
2: did these stupid trades. <laughs> like, do you, the whole offseason, was like Latang and Malkin are coming back. Like one more.
0: Like, no. Like, nothing, nothing streams one more like
2: getting Mikel Grandlin, dude. They yeah. were getting spanked tonight, too. I forget by who. Columbus. Columbus was
0: up 3-0 on them tonight. Columbus has always had Pittsburgh's number, dude. Um oh, this San is, is Jose, a good name, Brownie. San Jose, uh, yeah, fuck off, dude. Fabian Zetterland, Andreas Janssen, Shakir. <laughs> <laughs> Mukka Hamadoulin. Yeah.
2: That was pretty good, I think, yeah.
0: Nikita... Oh, Katyek, 2023 20, first and a 2024 20, second and 2024 20, seventh. This is what happens when you grow the game. You get fucking names like this. Where I'm just standing here, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, they got a 2024 20, second round. It's like you turned
1: into Don Cherry.
0: If they have the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, 2023 fifth and seventh from Pittsburgh and a 2025 fourth from Winnipeg. Kind of an underwhelming return for Meyer, but I think they kind of did it to themselves. I feel like there was probably a better deal on the table that they turned down, thinking there was going to be more of them. Because Dawson Mercer was like a name that was popping up, and
1: uh, I I think with these guys, like like uh, Meyer,
0: oh uh, Alex Holtz, Alexander Holtz was another name that was popping up for them.
1: I think they've been talking about moving these players for so long that everybody just made other deals, yeah, and they kept saying no, 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 no waiting for the home run deal everybody else did everything else and they were like fuck now what are we gonna do
0: i think you're gonna see a lot of teams start doing that moving forward yeah because, you know what i mean like normally it is de- it's f- deadline day like you're gonna see a ton of shit tarasenko was taken off the list but horvat was taking yeah. off the list.
3: Like, every day more and more guys you
0: know, people started scrambling look at uh you guys got orlov the moment you guys got orlov columbus was like what the fuck are we gonna do yeah, with exactly exactly like, So, I
2: I think too, like, I think Winnipeg was interested in him, but Winnipeg only wanted to get him if they could re sign him. And I guess Meyer's like, I'm not going to Winnipeg, which is crazy because, right, he played juniors with Ehlers, who's there. So it's kind of like, was Ehlers like, no, bro, don't come. Like, Rich Bonus is benching me right now. And like, (laughs) we're on like a four game losing streak. That's crazy. This is irrelevant, but Nicholas Ehlers getting like 12 minutes of time, like a night when he's almost a point per game player. It's wild. Did you guys see what Liam O'Brien said
0: to Timo Meyer that are caught on a hot mic the other night? That was the Timo Meyer.
2: No, yeah. what did he say?
0: He pretty much said you're from Halifax and you didn't get laid because you're so fucking ugly, right? Or yeah, he, like he basically said
2: when he played juniors in Halifax, he was so ugly you couldn't get laid.
0: <laughs> that was that I didn't know that was the Timo Meyer. That's fucking hilarious. I love that. Um, Seattle, nothing, did nothing. Um sticking with the city that they're from. Ron uh, Francis. I, St. Louis. They claim Casperi, uh, Kapanen off waivers from Pittsburgh. They got uh, Jacob Verana, Zach Dean. Was Zach was Zach Dean's uh, Vegas's first ever pick? Why do I recognize that name?
2: I don't know. No, I don't think so. Okay. Are you talking about the first pick or the first person they ever like signed?
0: I think the, uh, I think the first person they ever signed.
2: No. I, Cause that kid's name was something really stupid. It was uh it exactly Reed, Reed Duke. It was Reed oh, okay. Duke. Okay. 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 okay, okay. <laughs> uh,
0: th- and they got Mikhail Abramov, Adam Gaudet, a first from Toronto and a third from Ottawa and a 2024 second from Toronto. We talked about the blues a little bit earlier. Um, I, I have something for you. I think I would be fully in on being a blues fan. Like, as my Western Conference team, the moment Jordan Bennington isn't their goalie anymore, uh,
1: who's fair statement? He of, needs man. to get his ass kicked, that kid. Good lord! I don't
0: know, dude. I just I've been to a few Blues games, dude. I like I like the atmosphere of the people that go to the Blues games, and I think you guys would too. Like if you're and I know you probably hate the Blues. Granted, I understand why, but like if you were to go to a Blues game and you saw the people that were like cheering and shit, you'd be like, okay, this is a team I can fuck
1: with. Toasted ravs. That's the big thing in that city, right? Dude, and they yeah, and they and, and they Bud, get after Bud it. Bud and has bush,
0: right? Bud still yeah. man. Um, Tampa Bay, Tanner Janelle, he fucked some dude up the other day like bad. Uh stillman, dude, yeah. right? uh, stillman, right? Crazy uppercut. Speaking of fight, we didn't talk about this. I don't know if it's on the fucking list or not. Who's the dude on the Bruins, the Providence Bruins, who got his face caved in? McLaughlin, was he up in the NHL? Didn't he score?
1: He came up, uh, I think he scored like three goals in his first four games or something right. like that last year. There's no room for him, and that. That is not helping. No. no, no, no. <laughs> He's wow. a local kid, too. I think Bill Ricca, maybe. Yeah, he is. Uh,
0: to the five-year plan, Toronto, they got Ryan. Over- Actually, let's talk about Tanner Janot and Tampa, dude. Are you guys scared about that? I think what Tampa did is they saw Toronto get all, like, these fucking prestigious kind of people and be like, okay, well, they're going to be talented, but now we're just going to bully the fuck out of them. That's kind of the vibe that I got from, from Tampa. Like, I think this was – they made this deal because of what Toronto was doing.
1: The difference maker for Tampa versus Toronto is the Corey Perry, Pat Maroon line, in my opinion. Yeah. Because Toronto was, doesn't know what to do with that.
0: Vasileski would be my game breaker in that series. Bro. I
2: I do agree. I think Jano will be good for them. I Tampa's D kind of scares me this year. It's kind of different. You know what I mean? Like, without McDonough, I don't – Whatever. That's irrelevant. The other guy that they got from St. Louis, Mikey Isomont. I don't know, Brownie, when the Bruins played the Sharks, he had like four penalties. He right now is centering the fourth line. I feel like he's a good candidate to be like a Ross Colton. I hate he's it. just like everybody a year old Does anybody like Ross Colton ever? Is I, team kind right of his like, I, I actually kind of like Ross Colton. Like I Ross. UVM, I like go Cats.
0: Go Cats. Um, Sick barn. I love you Vamser, you Uh you want to go to the 5-year plan now? Yeah, go ahead. Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari, pretty good pickups for them. They got them. I South really Road. wanted
1: the Bruins to bring back Achari I love Achari.
0: They uh they got a third from the Islanders, Luke Shen from Vancouver, Eric Gustafson and a first from Washington, Radeem Zohoma from Calgary and Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty a fifth, a 2024 fifth and a 2025 fifth. They did a lot.
3: Yeah. I'm losing this, my voice. This,
0: this is fucking Dubis worried about his job. I'm putting everything in the middle. Let's go.
2: This is it. Yeah. Right? It's I this here. I'm I agree. Like Achari is a good pickup. O'Reilly definitely makes sense. McCabe, Shen, and Gustafson. Like, hate it. I think the Maple Leafs are carrying 9D. I still think they
0: have like a weird. Decor. Yeah, they Can got they you? got all the scraps. They got yeah. every scrap that, and everybody was making a huge thing. I guess McCabe's like pretty good analytic wise, and everybody thinks he's sick. You bought shots. Who the fuck is Jake McCabe, dude? Like <laughs> Come on, bro. I'm
2: pretty sure he was a captain of World Junior team. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I I'm a I like Jake McCabe, but the reality is Jake McCabe on a good team is probably like a sixth defenseman. Yeah. Also, like out of all the Leafs Young D, I think my favorite was Rasmus Sandin. Yeah, and he went to Yep. Like I I don't know. I what they did on forward
0: makes sense. They're D confused the shit out of me. I agree. Speaking of confusing, Vancouver, Philip Roenick, and a 2023 <laughs> fourth from Detroit, and they signed to like this huge deal. Anthony Bevilier, who's outscoring Bo Horvat, uh A2 Ratty, which is that one um prospect that the Islanders were just stroking off for a while, and a conditional 2023 first round, top 12 protected becomes unprotected if it slides to 2024. They had a fourth round from the Devils, a third round from Toronto, and future considerations from your New York Rangers. Um, I, I don't know. Is there a more relevant team in the league than Vancouver? Love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like. I don't get that team at
2: all. Like, What are they trying to accomplish? They have no idea, dude. They have no idea what they're accomplishing.
1: It's, they're you know. I no will direction. never
2: – they were talking Vancouver Canucks fans after the bubble. I think they won one round. There was one we were – in Martha's Vineyard, kid, do you remember that? Like, Vancouver was like electric in the bubble for like a series or two, and their fans were acting like it was like legitimately a dynasty coming alive, yeah. and they just sucked.
1: Dude, the the Vancouver's delusional. Their former players. What was the um the ceremony with um oh, who was that defenseman with the Superman punch? Yeah, Bieksa. When he remember he talked about the tradition of winning and like, look what the fuck did you win? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't win any cups. I know they're He's just a such a team weird
0: team. franchise. Did you guys beat them in seven games?
3: Hmm.
0: It's amazing how one game really just defines how you feel about an organization. It's fucking crazy. It's oh, that like, they, no they, were,
1: they were oh they were dirty, and you know, the Bruins played clean. Okay, all right, Yes.
2: Can I – really quick, did you hear – I think it was Colby Armstrong. His kid was, like, in the Pee Wee tournament uh, in Quebec a couple weeks ago. His team made it to, so like, the semifinals, his kid's team, and they played Ryan Kessler's team. And I guess Kessler had them decked out in all, like, Detroit Red Wings gear. Like, they rebranded. He was, like, super, like – can you imagine, like, Ryan Kessler coaching whoosh. Utah? It's probably the worst. Did you That's guys ever listen to the interview
3: version. with
1: him?
0: Huh? On which one? I think it was checklets he went on.
1: No, I'm done listening to interviews with players that I don't like because I don't want to like them. Fair. I'm done with that. <laughs> okay. I don't
2: think Kessler made me like him, though. Dude, oh, I hate Kessler, Kessler and I don't want
1: like to listen. It happened with Pat Maroon. Like, I hate, I hated Pat Maroon. I heard an in interview, and I'm like, what a fucking nice guy. Like, I could have beers with Pat Maroon. You
0: wouldn't, you wouldn't think Kessler was a nice guy, but I think you'd
1: respect him a little bit. No, I don't want, I don't want to do that either. I knew someone who went to college with him, and he was a fucking douche in college too.
2: We're at a, a the two hour mark, so you guys probably hate me for this, but I never got to say my piece on this. Pat Maroon crying about Jack Edwards made me so mad. And the fact that Jack Edwards went into the locker room and, like, apologized to him and he wouldn't accept the apology. He did apologize
0: to him, dude. He got on a knee. I
2: oh. know, bro. He kissed his shoe. It was wild. And then on top of that, I listened to Pat Maroon go on Spitting Chicklets. He couldn't even name the charity that he was donating to to, like, fight what Pat – to, like, fight people like Jack Edwards. Like, it was all, like – publicity and he like cried i i used to be a pat maroon guy Clens fall civic center like he was electric
0: i i've been out on pat maroon for a little bit because of what i had heard happened to him when he was in adirondack and why he left adirondack i haven't been a pat maroon guy for a little bit because of that and then this just kind of it makes sense to me hearing all this shit allegedly allegedly vegas teddy beluger Ivan, ba- I, wow ivan Barbashev and jonathan quick
1: Vegas quietly had a good trade deadline.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Jack Eichel. if you just walk away? Yeah, I think I think Hal tapped out. So <laughs> thanks for coming. Um we only have we have two more teams. Washington, Rasmus Sandine from Toronto. They got your boy Craig Smith. Uh and then Win- a bunch and of picks. And then Winnipeg. Uh Nino Need a Rider. I I really like Nino
1: Niederreiter, dude. Good player. I think
0: he's kind of a fun player to watch because he mm-hmm. he's hard to play against, too.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a prick out there.
0: And one of my least favorite players, Vladislav, Vladislav Nemestikov. He was on the Rangers. That guy didn't dick for us. Um, holy shit, that's trade deadline. Uh, Brownie, we're going to skip Dump and Change. Okay. We're at two hours right now. Wait, we're what's right? Dump and Change? We just talked about miscellaneous shit.
2: So what are we going to?
1: Uh oh, do you want to do, do skip dump and change or skip the Bruins and Rangers since we already're we definitely about skipping
0: Bruins and
2: Rangers? Thing. I think everyone said their piece. Am I yeah. allowed to do that as a host? Was that cocky? Like as it guest? No.
1: All right, dump and change, dude. <laughs> All right, so dump and change. Hold on. Four I gotta, I gotta time maneuver time. my papers now.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a water. Keep going. See, this is what he does how when I'm talking. <laughs> he gets up and walks and away.
2: Five minutes. It's, so rude. it's honestly so rude.
1: Dump and change. All right. So we got AJ McCarron took less money to be a starter in the XFL than a backup in the NFL. Said his main motivation was so his kids could see him play at the time of this, he was two and zero and led his team in back-to-back last minute wins. So good on him. It's a nice story. Yeah, I huh. like that. Uh, RIP to Pete Frates, who was diagnosed with ALS back in 2012 at the age of 27. The former BC baseball player inspired millions with his ice bucket challenge to raise money for ALS research. Frady's raised more than a hundred million dollars in his time before succumbing to the disease late in February at the age of 34. So I'm not being careful.
0: I, I thought he passed away a really long time ago. This just happened.
1: Yeah, February. Yep.
0: Damn. All right. Yep. Wait. Uh, what? Are you sure, Brownie?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> what? Yeah, he did.
2: All right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Johnny Damon suited up for the Savannah Bananas last week at age 49. He Lined out to third, but in they de- embraced the vibe as he participated in all the choreographed dance moves and did his own dance during the walk-up. If there was never I, a player, go ahead, go ahead. P Frates
2: passed away in
0: 2019. <laughs> yeah, he passed away in 2019. Yeah, dude. I was like who just passed away then? Was Not it him.
2: Chris? Did Chris Snow pass away? Chris Snow is a guy who was like a like in the front office for the Flames. He had ALS.
1: He's a very similar story. No, really I nice guy. Did you just double check that? Yeah, yeah. Right, no, so there's, there's, no, a live, there's a live May a couple. We don't have to put it on for next week. Uh, oh, no. James James Harden of the Philadelphia Seven. Oh, I'm just gonna man. I'm just gonna plug her on. James really Harden. The, so... What? I'm really I'm sorry. sorry. I just feel like a huge asshole if I don't
2: say Chris. Uh, Chris Noah didn't pass away, so I just wanted to share that because I would feel pretty
1: rude doing. Yeah, that. let's no, not for sure name
0: and names. Yeah, okay.
1: All right, so James Harden, the Philadelphia 76ers, FaceTimed with and sent game-worn sneakers to John Howe, one of the students critically injured in the Michigan State shooting. I gave him my number, so whenever he feels like he needs anything, he can call me. Uh, Howe was paralyzed from the waist down. This is another one of those things. he doesn't. Harden didn't have to do it. It's a good, good guy there. Uh, this guy did pass away. RIP to actor Tom Sizemore. Passed away from a brain, brain aneurysm and a stroke at the age of 61. Uh, the character actor is known for playing edgy roles in both the lead and as a supporting actor. He appeared in such classics as Heat, True Romance, Wyatt Earp, and Saving Private Ryan. Do you guys he, know who he is?
0: Save him for saving Private Ryan. He, he Wasn't he the dude who, like, the guy threw a helmet at him, so he threw a helmet at the guy, and then he shot him?
1: He was the guy who collected the dirt from every beach.
0: Remember? Uh,
1: let me look. He was Tom Hanks' like second-in-command.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: I just looked them up. I know who this
0: is. Was I right or no? I'm not sure. Yeah, dude. That guy was awesome.
1: Okay. Uh, so this is the thing I was talking about. The call from Marvel has reached Kenny. An online post has gotten some heat as a call for Jared Kiso, who plays Wayne, uh, to be suggested as the new Wolverine in the expanded Marvel Universe when they recast that.
0: I'm going to be selfish and say I hope he doesn't get it so we can keep getting Letterkenny and Shorzy and have him dedicate his time towards that because it's so fucking funny.
3: That's fair. I don't Uh, understand the Marvel world at all.
0: I don't either.
1: Oh, that's not not bode well for our three stars. Uh, (laughs) You maybe could have told me this two hours ago. Uh, RIP to Richard Belzer, uh, stand-up and actor who passed away at 78. He played Detective John Munch on... Homicide, life on the street, and kept the character going across nine other shows, which is something that's never been done. Uh, He lived out his last years at his home in Southwest France, and had a number of health issues. He credits his rescue dogs for keeping him going to the end. Per his longtime friend, uh, a writer named Bill Sheft, Belzer's last words were "Fuck you, motherfucker," and then passed away.
0: uh, He—he was the dude on Law and Order. Yeah,
1: yeah, but so this character that he played, Detective John Munch, started on this show called Homicide Life on the Street that took place in Baltimore, old show. And he kept this character going across nine or 10 different shows, which is something that's never happened, which is kind of a cool thing.
2: And he's kind of like a legend. I, because when I looked that up, like I, I know him, Law and Order sucks now, but there was like a point in time where him and Ice T were like an all time yeah. like, yep. top like detective duo. Uh, but I was looking him up you know you know how everyone in Hollywood hates Chevy Chase yeah I was they did like a roast to Chevy Chase in like 2002 and this guy was in it and you should watch his speech because he like shits on him the entire
3: time
1: it's oh yeah I'll watch that because I don't like Chevy Chase never <laughs> have uh, Yeah, I know, mean, I have, I have a Christmas vacation great movie right I but I was all everyone right, so Chevy Hollywood Chase, to, to me, me is on the same plane as will Ferrell, right yeah I like Will Ferrell like in doses. Right, like Chevy Chase and doses. I cannot stand Will Ferrell when it's all him all the time.
0: I couldn't disagree more. I'm just you, I've, I've never been a Chevy Chase guy. I don't. I think he's one of the most unfunny people ever. I don't like the Christmas movies he's in. I'm not, I. Will Ferrell's hilarious, dude. Everything that that guy's in small in, doses. When no. he's the
1: lead, it's too much.
0: Like, dial it back, buddy. Will Ferrell in the movie, uh what was the one with Luke Wilson? Old School. The, uh, yeah, a example. He's
1: great in old school because he's yeah. not a lead. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Fair. You are making my point. Um, <laughs> all right,
0: so we're gonna skip Rangers, Bruins, Northeastern hockey. Go for all all it. Right, let me just—I'll
1: rattle through this. So Northeastern, they—they—they they won the Hockey East championship. This is their sixth straight Hockey East championship, which is a huge wow. thing. There's three girls on the team that are graduating as grad students that have won five years. They have never lost a Hockey East playoff game for five years. Uh, Alina Mueller, Chloe O'Rourke, and Mia Brown. Alina Mueller and Chloe O'Rourke were both on the podcast. Not a big deal. Um, They head to Yale in the NCAA first round on Saturday, the number five seed to play the number four seed. Winner of that gets to the Frozen Four out in Duluth. Uh, they had they, some.
0: How are they a number five seed? Aren't they the best team in the United States? So
1: the problem is, Hockey East has not been very good the last few years for women's hockey. Yeah. So when they play these teams, they don't get the credit. Um, yeah. it was funny, dude. I when I go to these games that aren't at Matthews, I get brought into like the press conferences and stuff, and I'm sitting with like real people who do this journalism, like for a job. And I was sitting next to cat i don't remember her last name super nice lady but she's like oh you're brownie for the morning state i follow you on twitter and i was like hey thanks <laughs> and she's asking like serious questions so i'm like making like scribbles on my note on my paper so it looks like i'm taking notes all i want to do is ask my question you know what i mean yeah. so funny but anyways so uh let me just run through these so gwen phillips the goalie Single-season program record for minutes played. She so leads the nation in goals against, save percentage, and wins. Named as the top 10 Patty Kaz finalist, Hockey East All-Star Team, Hockey East Goaltender of the Year, and the Hockey East All-Tourney Team. Just lights out. She's actually statistically playing better than Aaron Frankel did last year, which is amazing. Uh, Alina Mueller, who was on the podcast, she's the three-time Olympian. Named to the Hockey East All-Star Team, another top 10 Patty Kaz. She's been a top 10 for Patty Kaz all five years of her time at Northeastern. Hockey East tourney MVP, Hockey East all-tourney team, set the NU program record for scoring and counting, Hockey East record for points and assists, won the Hockey East scoring championship for the third time and was named the Hockey East player of the year for the third time. Just an absolute weapon. This is the girl, Hal, who scored the Olympic goal at 15, which is the record for the youngest hockey goal. Uh, Megan Carter, named, named to the Hockey East All-Star Team, ROTC Defender of the Year, Hockey East Best Defender, Hockey East Alternate Team. Wait, what's his ROTC Defender of the Year? The R- ROTC. Like, they give out a yeah, Defender that's the fucking year.
0: sweet, dude. Megan Carter's my favorite player.
1: What's funny is she's Canadian, so. No. I, think I think that's hilarious that she got the ROTC.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: That's yeah. a terrible take. Weren't, like... ROTC kids kind of like, yeah, like how many of them actually served? You know what I mean? I, feel oh, like I think just, you like, have to now. Down.
1: I think if you uh, go ROTC, you have to serve.
2: Talking stolen valor on the podcast right now, Al? No, I mean, are you serious? Weren't there ROTC kids at like Sienna?
1: Yeah, but they, you have to serve. You have to serve. You get discounted school or, or money off. To, and then oh, yeah. you- and
0: you have to wear like, the, does she, do you know if she has to wear the uniform around campus and shit?
1: She's not in ROTC. ROTC just gave her the, they sponsored the award.
0: I always just thought.
3: Wow. And,
1: and she's Canadian, so she's not in ROTC. Okay. All right.
0: All right.
2: <laughs> I always just thought she was like, or ROTC was just like a club of
1: enthusiasts, so
2: I apologize. Exactly. there was just like kids. little
0: militia, militias at each
2: college. <laughs> Dude, that's why I just assume. They also, all the
1: ROTC kids are out marching with tiki torches. Uh, I, uh, is... Maureen I... Murphy was named to the Hockey East All-Star team. She's also a top 10 Patty Kaz and named to the Hockey East all team. Chloe O'Rourke, who was also on the pod, named to the Hockey East All-Star team active NCAA leader in power play goals and set the NU record for shorthanded goals. Okay,
0: so this is my new favorite player. I'm sorry, uh, Megan Carter. Uh, Claire, she's been on the podcast, and she's a special team specialist.
1: Yeah, she's, dude, she's unbelievable. Uh, Ma- Mode Poulin-LaBelle was named to Hockey East All-Star Team. She's a grad student from UVM. Transfer. Abby Morone named to the Hockey East All-Star. Katie Knoll, friend of the podcast. Like Katie,
0: okay. Katie Knoll? Katie it's t- yep. Katie Knoll.
1: Katie Noel does Katie Noel things. Uh, Named to the Hockey East All-Star team. Also, she just got 100 career points, too, so good for her. Good for Katie. Uh, Lily Shannon was named to the Pro Ambitions All-Rookie team, who almost redshirted this year, I think. So, good on her. Peyton Anderson, named to the Hockey East All-Tourney team. And head coach Dave Flint won the Hockey East Coach of the Year again. So... That was a lot. I understand and I apologize, but they deserve their their, deserve their, their Yeah, dude.
0: They deserve it. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. And they're like I said, I'm going down Saturday to Yale. Okay, do you want to meet me at Yale? Three o'clock Saturday afternoon.
0: Oh, uh, no, dude. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm waiting
1: on my press pass. So i need
0: to fucking I... all right. I'm gonna have to search something. Let's do Beer League Roundup. Browning, you go first.
1: Uh all right. I didn't play. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Hal, what about you? What's been going on? <laughs>
2: Not much, dude. I just still need a stick. I'm still using a broken stick. So, really quick. I got my new stick. So what's I more, these dice it?
0: all the end. What's
2: do you
3: what?
2: You see, do you see my curve here? How it's like chipped at the edge? Like, yeah. So yeah. I. So the other day, I couldn't figure it out till after the game. I like kind of gave a guy like skating through the neutral zone, just kind of like a whack at the hands. And he was like, What the fuck was that? Like, I couldn't figure it out. This thing's like a dagger. Like I like stabbed him by accident. So Do you have I no apologize. tape?
1: Do you not tape your stick? It's untaped
2: right now because I was oh. yeah, I went through a thing. I was contemplating breaking it off breaking it last night.
1: Did you see the whole thing with Tyler Bertuzzi? How he doesn't doesn't tape his uh the shaft of his stick and he has no stopper? And they asked him why. He goes, oh, I'm lazy, so I don't tape it. That's
0: wild. What's yeah. Northeastern's hockey ring called? Matthews. Matthews Arena, right?
1: Yeah. Historic Matthews Arena. <laughs>
0: Three hour drive. Sheesh. Okay. Um
1: well they're not playing there. They're playing at Yale.
0: I know. I'm just looking up to see. Oh.
1: New Haven Gross. Yeah. Pretty wild. All
0: right. Uh Beer League. Let's see. Uh we won. I'm gonna get chirped right now because I tried the Michigan and, and Hal called me a fucking hard up for trying to do that. Almost no, I can't. I called
2: you a hard because it was Monday morning. I was trying to get through my 8 a.m. emails, trying to get into the work week, and kids clipping live barns of him trying to do it. <laughs> oh,
1: you you make it you, – you act like you're the only one who saw it. We all got the clip. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was
0: a sick clip, dude. It would have been way cooler if I fucking went in. Um, but, yeah, uh, season's winding down. We got a W. That was pretty nice. Um, that's pretty much all I have, dude, honestly. Not too much beer league-wise.
1: Um, I will say between your red pants, your fucking name on your stick, and you trying the Michigan, I would either be trying to kill you or getting in the way of everybody that was trying to kill you if I was on your team.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but you know what's weird? Because, like, I agree with that take. No, there weren't, like, too many instances of people trying to fight you. I would say, like, when you were younger, like, in your prime, like, it definitely happened. But I wouldn't say it was, like, highest on the team. You know what I mean? When I played like real hockey? Or just like when we played like Navy no, like Navy Molson like back in the day.
0: Um, well yeah, because we also had degenerates that were hammered drunk trying to put people through the fucking glass and I and I was one telling them to do that. They just missed that part.
3: <laughs> Fair. Yeah.
0: Um all right, Dom Morris Heroes and Zeros.
2: Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the
3: behind the scenes stuff here.
0: I'm just going to go first. I have a zero. and That's it. George Paros is a fucking coward. Oh, yeah. Um. Austin Watson buries Tyler Mott, puts his head into the fucking glass. Nothing. Keandre Miller gets three games. Mott has a concussion. No suspension. So I kind of went off on Twitter, dude. I got in his kitchen. I probably tweeted about fucking 30 different things that I'm calling him a rat, Tell him that Princeton was the Hudson Valley Community College of Ivy Schools. Um, that being six five, you'd think you'd have one entertaining fight. I got so wild up. I'm on the phone with Fever Boy Rex. I'm like, I'm gonna call him. So I call the NHL offices. They pick up. I'm like, I talked to George Paros, and before you know it, <laughs> they're connecting me to George Paros, and I hung up. I uh, I wasn't expecting that. My cage was rattled. So Rex Rex is pretty much telling me he's never been this disappointed in me in my in his entire life. So I call Brownie and I tell Brownie the whole fucking story. He's like, dude, you have to call him. So we called him. Brownie was on the call. He was on the three-way call, and I left him a message, and I was like, hey, listen, this is Ken from Morning Skate. Uh, We're not too pleased with what was going on with your ruling on Austin Watson, and we want to see if you want to issue a a comment about this. So call me back. I gave him my phone number. Never called me back. He's a fucking coward. He's bad for the game. I would put this right up there. I mean – we're worried about concussions, safety, all this shit that's spewed out every two seconds about hockey, and you have some guy who's supposed to be protecting the players doing the exact opposite. He's a coward. He's a joke. There's no reason that guy should have any sort of job. I can't believe he would ever even played in the NHL. I'm fucking out on George Peros.
1: The most shocking part to this whole thing to me is that you? Literally, twice called the NHL, and they were like, "Good afternoon, NHL." And you were like, "Can I speak to George Paros, please?" And they're like, "Hold on, one moment." Yeah, dude, ask he did <laughs> who I was. He who like, yeah, was. Like, right. Going. I mean, you got his voicemail and you left him a message, but it was, yeah.
0: Isn't that crazy? Like, it's do you think? That, do you think that the guy who like sends the calls there just doesn't like him? And he's like,
1: "Yeah, dude, here's George." I think it's the NHL. I think if we call the NFL, there's no way we're getting to someone.
0: No, no.
1: So actually, if you
0: guys are listeners of this, give George Peros a ring and tell him, and, and let him know that you think it's bullshit that what happened to Austin Watson. Just Google NHL offices, give them a quick call, ask to speak to George Peros, and they'll transfer you right to him. <laughs> Allegedly.
1: Yeah, I hope that I hope you get like sued. <laughs> Why would you wish that? I'd you? much rather have George Peros call him back and be like, "I'm not going to come on the uh, podcast, but I would like to fight you."
3: <laughs> yeah One of the, really the
0: sick entertaining fights Paris is just going to fucking wrap me up And wait for a referee to get there Like your whole fucking career bud Sick mustache Move on I will
2: agree though That was probably one of the more like Crazy He did not get a suspension hits That I've seen in recent memory Yeah Right, right to the really dome
0: Right yeah. to the dome Directly through Directly through his head Right and to I the know, dome
2: I know there's a precedent for it But it's pretty hard to swallow No pun intended When someone just got suspended Three games for spitting And then <laughs> someone else's head Gets knocked off and then on top
0: of that, Tyler, Tyler Mott's out of the lineup. The NHL wouldn't let the Rangers recall somebody up on emergency cap because they said that they knew what, what with what they were doing with Patrick Kane that they should have been able to do that. But because they made that decision, they couldn't call somebody up. Maybe. Even though one of their players' heads got bashed into the fucking – glass and you're out here talking about oh we're trying to protect players also another zero i'm gonna keep going pk suban's a fucking dickhead dude that guy on uh espn abc whatever the fuck they have on him coming at Messi like he has any sort of fucking like they're asking about dirty hits he's one of the dirtiest players to ever play the fucking game of hockey and they're asking him if a hit's dirty or not or if it plays dirty or not get the fuck out of here and then
1: protect, he had like, your cell phone on 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 camera or something I saw someone bitching about that. Someone was tweeting about that, that PK answered his cell phone. Was it a bit or something?
0: I don't know. He's a fucking loser, dude. I'm out on PK Subban. Shocking. But those are my two zeros of the week. Paris and Subban. <laughs> oh, wait.
2: Sluban.
0: Fucking <laughs> asshole.
2: Do you think if Chris
0: Drury... Had- Spend more time in math class and not on the little league fields. You guys wouldn't be in cap hell right now. No, I think we made it. We think we made a calculated play. I just think that we were expecting the league to have our back when they talk about how they're trying to eliminate concussions and CTE. When they're getting sued for that left and right by Daniel Carcillo, you think there'd be like some sort of oh hey maybe we should try to put a stop to this. Oh, you want to know what Austin Watson? You did. You it's did, you did, fine. And not only did they not suspend him by not suspending him, they're essentially telling the referees that they made the wrong call on the ice. So way to throw your guys under the bus too. So.
1: I just think it shows that the Harvard GMs are smarter than the BU GMs. But
0: I mean, you, you guys are going to have the new NHLPA guy in your back fucking pocket. So, moving moving on. <laughs> heroes and Zeros, what do you guys got for me?
1: How, you got a zero?
2: No, I don't. I have a hero. Should I just do my hero?
1: I'll, here, I'll do I my hero. Know, what you guys do? With do. The heroes. So, my zero, right. real quick. I'm not going to name this customer, but I just recently worked for a customer and... They smoke in the house. Okay. And all my fucking drop cloths are sitting out of my front walkway right now. For They've been there the last four days since the snow has stopped because they fucking reek of cigarettes.
3: It's, they
0: it's their home. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do in their home.
1: Disgusting. When you see me putting on a fresh coat of paint and you go, wow, that's all really yellow. When you take your picture down as an outline, what do you think your lungs look like? Don't fucking smoke in the house.
0: I
2: don't know, man. I yeah, do- I... I'm kind of a big take-it-outside guy. Take-it-outside.
1: Take I'm, that you guys I'm literally rolling careful. out a ceiling, and this customer was sitting in a chair lighting a dart going, wow, it's so much cleaner. I'm like, you think? So that's and also,
0: Ken, I remember Sheriff smoking cigs on the porch. No, he used to fucking hack it up inside all the time. The new house? Uh, well... No, the new house he he would hack. He hacked one outside and he accidentally lit the side of the house on fire. So my mom put a kaput to the whole smoking cigarettes after that. So (laughs) I'll never forget. I came home, Brownie, one day and he's standing out. He's sitting on a chair outside our like glass, like screen glass or sliding glass doors. And he has the chair here. And then behind him, he has a towel, three towels like draped. Uh, like he, I don't know if he stapled them to the side of like the house. Just and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing. I'm like, what do you mean nothing? Like, what the fuck is this? And I pick it up, and the entire fucking thing is burnt. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I, you know, we had a problem. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, well, I don't want your mom to see. And I was like, she's gonna fucking see it here. Like, like, what? are you talking about? With a Yeah. No. So <laughs> shout out to the sheriff. Missed that guy. Good call. Al.
1: All right. Go ahead with your zero. I mean, your hero. Al. My hero,
2: I was just gonna say thank you guys for having me back on the podcast. I uh I just feel like talking hockey. I was trying to just kind of rip some stats off. And I talked way more and I probably elongated this
1: podcast, but
0: good pod, it, it was
1: nice yeah. to talk hockey. Yeah. We haven't
0: had a two and a half hour
1: in a while. Well, I mean, I'll go my hero then. You you have a hero, Cat, or no? Uh
0: you go, I can try to
1: So there was this Swedish mom, Emma Scholes. She had six she had six kids and there was a house fire and she saved all of them while only in her underwear. She went from room to room, went through the house floor by floor to get each one of the kids. She was burned over 93% of her body and was losing skin in the rescue effort, but all the kids out. Her quote was if I birth six kids, I'm gonna get all six of them out. The kids ranged from a baby to eleven years old at the time. She was honored recently at the Swedish Heroes Gala after spending three weeks in the hospital on a respirator and another six weeks in the hospital after leaving the burn unit. So shout out to Emma Schultz.
0: Yeah. My I'm not going go to be the hero because it's not going to be anything like that. That's that's fucking, that's pretty cool. Shout out to her.
1: Unbelievable. I read that story. I was like, holy shit. So, I'm up
0: there, dude. Jesus.
1: Yeah. No kidding.
0: All right, last time in three stars.
1: All right, Jim and
3: Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey
1: scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey.
0: Get ahead of this, and I'm just going to say I don't think how or I have any of these. How do you yeah, have any?
1: You could have both voiced an objection earlier. We're 227 in at the actual segment, and now you guys are like, Oh, I didn't do the homework. Well, like,
0: no, 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 no. Well, I have we can piece t- together the puzzle. I have a villain. Hal, do you have any?
2: So it's Marvel? Is it superhero? No, heroes? I said just any superhero.
1: So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna rattle All on. Right, so let me say what it is. So, in order, in, in honor of the story about Jared Kiso being maybe tagged tap to play Wolverine. We said, what NHL players would what could you see them as a superhero or a supervillain?
3: All right, so. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna name one right now. Ready? Good. Tony D'Angelo as Homelander.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Have you have you ever seen the boys? How? Oh. oh, you gotta watch. Yeah, that you'd show. like that. Yeah. I think, holy yeah. fuck, you, dude! That show is so goddamn good. It's hilarious. Like it's superhero, so it's kind of like weird. But like, dude, it's. That should be on your next shows to watch.
1: Like, can, oh, I speaking of to watch, I watched this two things. One, I watched a documentary about the Baltimore Ravens back in like the 2000s, like the Bullies of Baltimore. Really mm-hmm. good, really good. Um, And I watched this movie called um, "Let's Kill Ward's Wife." Super like black comedy. It was pretty funny but it made me think of an older movie called Very Bad Things, which I highly recommend to you both.
3: Okay. So you go. Go. All right,
0: what do you got for a star, Brian?
1: Well, I got a, I got a whole bunch of them because I just was rattling them off while I was working. Uh, I got... Uh, let's see here. Oh, here you go. One for you, Ken. Ryan Lindgren. Thor.
0: I like that. Ugh. i like that a lot That's he a little good.
1: he looks like him kind of with the mustache and do i i I, I, I like that i could see that i have i have another
0: one how do you have any
1: no I how's God, like why, why did i come on have now he's guys, regretting everything
0: have you guys ever seen umbrella academy
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: all right so you know in the third season there's that dude where if you punch him in the face it hurts your own face mm-hmm I'm going to make that Austin Watson because I don't think that guy's ever want to fight in his entire fucking life. So I'm, I, that would be my second star.
1: Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Patrice Bergeron for Batman. I just feel like Bergeron could do anything like Batman. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. All right,
1: dude.
0: How uh, do you have another one? I have another one. No, you can go. Tavo Bora is going to be Flash, dude. Oh, that's a good one.
1: That's a really go. good
0: one. There's my three stars. Look at that, dude. Witty. You said I was witty at the beginning of the show or maybe pre-show, but I think, you know, I might, it might be right. So,
2: Keandre Miller
1: at Aquaman. Because he,
0: he spits on people? I don't know, dude. Well, you know
1: what's funny <laughs> that you say that? I had David Perron as Aquaman because he's such a squid.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what else do you got? Because I know – Okay, what do you
0: got for your number one?
1: Uh – well, I'm torn. All right. I'm just going to list them. I got Ty Domi as the penguin because he just reminds me of the penguin. Okay. I got, uh, oh, who's the other one? Oh, I got Ryan Reeves as Black Adam. You know, the new with uh, The Rock was Black Adam, that new movie. Okay. And then my number one, Jerome McGinley is Captain America. He's not from America. doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> You're just going to fucking Captain yeah. America is David Backus, bro. Uh, I thought of that, but I I don't see it.
3: Hal, thanks for
0: your input here on our last segment.
3: Uh... <laughs> I'm exhausted.
0: All right, two, two and a half hours later. Thank you guys for tuning in if you're still listening. Uh, Hal, do you have any other last words?
2: That's it, dude. I was just nice to you guys, so I think that was
3: good.
1: All right. <laughs> and Brownie. Oh, I did find out. I am uh... – a solid two steps away, friend-wise. I found out from Jerome McGinley. Legit okay. solid traction to Jerome McGinley.
0: Have you been working on it?
1: A little bit here and there. I think this summer. I think this summer things are going to heat up.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah.
1: you're going to see me. Me and Jerome by poolside. Putting on his uh, sunscreen. Dude, you just said
0: you're going to be poolside drinking a beer. Yeah. The moment that you say you're rubbing lotion on him, dude, is where I think you went from two (laughs) friends to like about a dozen.
1: (laughs) It's all good fun. He knows. I'm sure (laughs) Jerome McGinley listens. I'm sure he does. Oh, my God. Dude, Jerome, if, you if, you're ever, listening, if we ever get him
0: me. on the podcast, we should put together all the little clips of weird shit that you say about him and play that before he comes on.
1: No way. He'll never come on. <laughs> is we can play it and be like, look how Brownie held it together and then play that <laughs> the next episode. All right. Say it. You know, I did. Long. God bless you, Jerome McGinley. I know you're listening, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Hope your daughter has a great season at Brown.
3: All right. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Trade Deadline Show. See you.